You're listening to the Oz TV Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for the first in a series of very special episodes to not only close out the year that is 2019, but to also close out the decade that are the 2010s. Can you believe it? We're about to close out an entire decade. It's exciting and scary all at the same time. Today we are here to bring you the best moments of 2019. What a year. Our biggest year yet by far. Our third full year in existence as a podcast covering all aspects of television and movies, not just Survivor. And we are thrilled to bring you some great moments for you today. You are going to laugh, you are going to cry, you are going to cringe, you are going to do everything else in between because we have selected some fantastic moments that we know you are going to enjoy. It's our longest ever best of We really went out of the way this year to ensure that we did get the absolute best moments that you are going to enjoy. And you are going to hear from everybody who you know and love. You're going to hear from Colin. You're going to hear from Rossi. You're going to hear from Jamie. You're going to hear from Darvell. You're going to hear from Mallory. You're going to hear from Jared. You're going to hear from everyone that you absolutely love and adore. And, of course, you're going to hear from one person that you hate, myself, and one person you kind of feel a bit weird about. That's Noah because, you know, he kind of just shows up whenever it's convenient to him. So, a lot of stuff to get to here. I'm not even going to comment any further. I'm going to shut up and let you listen to the best of the Oz Network from 2019. Can I also just also point it out? Are Pluto Nash, Rosario Dawson, and Pam Greer the only black people on the moon? Like, I don't think there's any other non-white people on this moon besides Felix. I don't think Rosario Dawson's black, though. Well, she's, like, mixed, isn't she? Isn't she mixed race? I think she's Puerto Rican as well, isn't she? Oh, is she? Oh, well, I mean, I mean, she's not white. Okay. It's like, it's a person of color, they're black! <laughs> I didn't mean it that, I meant, like, she's not white. I will... <laughs> you know, in fairness, she does very frequently get cast as the female lead to, you know, black male actors. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure she is you not. You are correct. No, Let's see, she is... Puerto Rican and Cuban ancestry, I'm Cuban, Puerto Rican, yeah. Irish, and Native American. Well, there you go. She's blended everything in there. Good on her. But, like, <laughs> any decent podcast would edit that out. Just, just edit it already, or Ben. Like, stop being racist. Um, <laughs> it's like, Ben's like, one touch of Cuban, one touch of Puerto Rican, one touch of Irish, and a pinch of Native American. The recipe for black. <laughs> My point is, is that the moon's racist, right? There's, like, three non-white, four racist. non-white people on this moon. <laughs> The moon's racist. You just said <laughs> she's black. She's got some color. I'm blaming it on the moon. <laughs> well, the moon's white. <laughs> you know what You're I mean? a shade darker than Randy. Black. <laughs> Stop trying to make me sound racist with my point about there not being enough. Coloured people on the moon. <laughs> um, yes, the moon is very white. <laughs> yes, the moon is very white. Um, I don't know why my point is, but again, this movie has no point. So um, <laughs> it's just like they go out of their way to try and start things, just like, oh, this movie's going to be successful. So all the eight-year-olds are going to do the emoji bop. Like, if there is a kid out there in this world who went to school the next day and tried to make the emoji bop a thing, you deserve to be punched in the face. I'm sorry, I do not condone bullying, but that is just stupid. You deserved it. All right, it's that simple. Um, that vomiting scene with the Candy oh. cord. Yep, I don't understand it. 
Um, I like the whole thing again with James Corden being on this fucking mission. Like, you want to be put in the favourites. Well, do your job. Stand in your box. Glow a bit better and maybe the kid will choose you more. Like, you're you basically... have that disgusting band-aid hanging off of one of your fingers. <laughs> you're cheating the system, mate. Like, people like you give me the shits. All right? You're the Ryan Brink of emojis. Whoa, I've dropped the microphone. Uh, <laughs> I got so angry my microphone fell down, all right? <laughs> you come in, you have your good intentions, and then you just fuck everything up and do your own thing and get further ahead in the world. I'm not bitter. I'm just saying. That's what you do. <laughs> when they have that divorce comment it's like oh tommy here is getting divorced tomorrow tomorrow oh congratulations and they actually have this as if it's like the conversation he's getting married oh congratulations instead it's like he's getting divorced congratulations <laughs> like it's funny but oh why can't i do it like you're gritting your teeth just laugh already it's kind of funny <laughs> eddie murphy deserves it come on <laughs> it already god damn it <laughs> I actually wrote my laugh. Boy, it's a laugh every 15 minutes in this thing. <laughs> um, you mentioned like the effects. The effects are pretty decent. Uh, again, another one of these things where it's like, is nothing that impressive even for 2002, but it's not bad for 2002. Uh, I'll make the argument that the first few Harry Potter movies, which had you know hundreds of million dollars budget, had much worse visual effects than The Adventures of Pluto Nash. But some of the practical effects look pretty bad. Like during this fight scene where they blow up his club and him and Rosario Dawson hit the ground. Like, they hit the carpet, and you can clearly tell there's, like, about a foot and a half of crash pads underneath them because this carpet sinks, <laughs> like, way further than it should, and it just looks like they're landing on crash pads. Some of that's pretty bad, but I don't know. It's just, oh, I I, I want to like this. Just like it already! <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine you seeing this in the movie, and then everybody in the city has got this look on their face, and you're looking at it, and you're like, just laugh already! Just do it! It's kind of funny! It's kind of funny! <laughs> this is, this is going to be the exact opposite of watching the Emoji movie in a week. Just, just end already! He's a man! Who cares? <laughs> James Corden! Stop it! You're not funny! <laughs> what is the Emoji box? It makes no sense! I just gotta find my note here. I, I want to see where I wrote it. Um, or I'll save it till we get there. I'll leave it as a surprise for people. Just tell so me already. Most, I'm not. I want to know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the light at the end of the tunnel is. I knew I'd laugh more in this podcast than I did during the official. <laughs> well, that's going on our poster. That's going on our slogan. The Oz Network, <laughs> funnier than the Adventures of Pluto Dash. Twice as many laughs as Pluto Nash. <laughs> Hosted by one of the three people that Eddie Murphy knew liked this film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found it. I found my note. Okay. Uh, so this is basically coming up just to the next scene, but I'll let you get to that in a second. But I actually wrote, the lack of humor is actually making me angry. Because I started to feel kind of uptight, and I'm like, what is wrong? Like, why is this movie making me uptight? Then I realize I'm, I'm getting frustrated with this thing. Like, I'm feeling real angry that I'm not laughing right now. <laughs> Which is where I come, come on, it's funny! Why can't I laugh? 
You know what it needs? It needs a laugh track. You know when you're watching like a bad sitcom that's not funny, yeah. but you still find yourself <laughs> laughing because you're being told to with a laugh track? That's what it needs. <laughs> <laughs> Salt Lake City, I hear that's a rough town. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> can't get wood on the moon (laughs) i'm a model 63 i can't run any faster Ah! i'm 110 volts she's 120 just get an adapter (laughs) let's just redo the whole movie we will do a script reading for you next year pluto nash month (laughs) oh god We will do a script reading with us putting less enthusiasm in it than Eddie Murphy did, but with a laugh track, and you people will laugh. (laughs) Anyways, the Emoji Movie, uh, as we said last week, made money. Uh, You're idiots. (laughs) Everyone of you out there who bought a ticket to this movie, you're idiots. You're absolute (laughs) imbeciles. How much money? Starving in Africa. There are kids (laughs) dying of hunger in the world. And you went and spent your money on the Emoji Movie. Okay? Oh. You're idiots. Little Johnny in, in uh, I don't know, Uganda, right now is about to die. And you could have donated the $15 it cost to see the Emoji Movie to Little Johnny. All right? You think about that next time you see one of those World Vision ads of Little Johnny and his parents, Jimmy and Jessica, are dying because no one cares about them. Well, you don't care about them because you saw the Emoji Movie. <laughs> and what's sad is all of you. that the movie we're covering next week made even more. So shame on you all. <laughs> How do you Ben's sleep the guy now? who Show by the way, Ben's the guy who rented the Adventures of Pluto Nash last week. <laughs> <laughs> that only made seven million dollars. Alright? <laughs> then the opening sequence starts, which is just the narration from the dead boy. Um what is his name in this movie? Henry? Henry, that's right, because it's the Book of Henry. Why? It's called the Book of Henry. <laughs> no, I think he says book. Uh. Ben, I've seen this twice, and I'm the one who recommended it, and Ben's paying more attention. What's his name? Uh, Henry? You know when I watch movies like right. Borat and Bruno, the halfway through, I'm like, what's the guy's name in this movie? I've been calling this the Book of Henry. Um, I've been promoting this as the Book of Henry, and I've been calling him the Dead Kid for the first ten minutes of this podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we continue our exclusive coverage. Not exclusive. I'm not doing third watch. I'm doing Lost here this week, Ben. It's not exclusive. Uh, welcome back to Lost coverage, <laughs> the 58th podcast on the internet to be doing uh, Lost, including... Uh, Literally, there was an official Lost podcast yeah. <laughs> when it was there. <laughs> uh, alongside Lost Etc. And um, <laughs> Lost has a podcast and whatever that shit one Ryan Brink does. Uh, but we're here back for another episode of Lost in our non-exclusive series. We are up to the third uh, season still. The exclusive third season, only on the Oz Network, where you hear <laughs> the third season of Lost being talked about. We are up to the seventh episode. It's called Not Not in Pot... Oh, my God. <laughs> Do we need to start again? Would you like to host this one? Uh, it's called Not in Portland. Uh, 
<laughs> Not a podcast host. Um, first aired on the 7th of February, 2007. It's written by Carlton Cuse and Jeff Pinker and directed by Stephen Williams. I have no idea what the hell is happening on this episode, but I'll start off by saying my name is Ben and lift up your shirt. Uh, and my name is Noah and I have a feeling we're not in Portland anymore, Ben. <laughs> A feeling we don't know how to host a podcast anymore. My God, how many have we done before? This is this show. When Richard Alpert notices that the other side is close to catch Juliet away from them, he has to improvise. He makes Ryan drive a bus that kills Edmund Boone. <laughs> Ryan! <laughs> Who's Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> there is an other called Ryan, but he's completely unrelated to this story. <laughs> Richard makes Ryan drive a bus. <laughs> can we can we rename this podcast? Richard makes Ryan drive a bus. The lost podcast. That's our tagline. <laughs> oh. My God. I want to see that flashback. Ryan, <laughs> get to the bus. <laughs> it's not even spelled Juliet right in the, in the theory. I felt that, I swear they've spelled simultaneously wrong as well. Like, that doesn't look right. I have, they've spelled it very wrong. <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> Makes Juliet double T. So it's oh. sim- sim- ironically, <laughs> Ryan is killed by a bus. <laughs> it's not ironic because it never happened. <laughs> oh, who edited these pages? Doesn't it usually say like edited by or something like that? Um, oh. Edit history. Oh, there's talk. Never change. Media never change. Um, talk sharing the lost media theory policy for more details. I can't imagine they have a strong theory policy. I like the theory talk page. Where was it said that Jack met a sherry in Thailand? Question mark from Trickinson, ten thirty-eight a.m. on the thirteenth of February two thousand and seven. Here from spoiler exit scenes. Chris, ten forty-four, thirteenth of February two thousand and seven. Oh, we need to interview them. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Welcome to the show. Um, Tell us why you thought Ryan would be driving the bus. <laughs> Here on the exclusive Lost Podcast, we get the big names as we interview the editor of the Sherry Theories on Lostpedia. <laughs> he finally reveals who Ryan is in an exclusive Lost fans have been waiting years to find out about. Oh, my favourite part of doing this whole, even through the bad episodes, just the lost theories <laughs> make it all worthwhile. <laughs> oh, never change. I'm just disappointed there's not a page on this mysterious Ryan. Um... <laughs> <laughs> there must be a Ryan page. He does show up later on. <laughs> Emily DeRavid should play a Wookiee. <laughs> oh, uh, where's my baby? Uh. Be walkie baby. <laughs> I'm uh. drowning. <laughs> <laughs>
Maybe Dominic Monaghan looks like That is my new life ambition like to see Emily DeRavin play a Wookiee. <laughs> Greatest can thought can ever. <laughs> can we make that happen? They need to start doing these um, Star Wars story movies again, and like it's all female reboots. The old female reboot of Chewbacca. The Chewbacca reboot. Female reboot. <laughs> They need to do the Star Wars holiday special and have like Chewbacca's wife, what Marla or whatever. I'm drowning. Kickstarter, I think. Can we get really the rabbit on the show and just ask her? Would you be open to playing a Wookiee in a Star Wars story? And do you wear makeup? (laughs) Do you know who Ryan is? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So let's. Uh, maybe Dominic Monaghan will play Ray's parent. <laughs> both, both of them. He's like Shmi. <laughs> Often compared, Shmi and Charlie Case. <laughs> there was no the father. two often compared characters in law, uh, in the pop culture, and John Doe. <laughs> <laughs> Who would win in a fight, John Doe or Shmi? <laughs> Underrated Shmi. I want to see Shmi, a Star Wars story. <laughs> you know, you joke, but the amount of Star Wars movies that are coming out right now. Well, look. In all fairness, like I think a lot of people want to know who Anakin Skywalker's father really is. <laughs> yeah, it, needs who is just, the it needs to be like a Mamma Mia style movie where it's like they all show up because uh, Anakin's about to get like the marriage just before the wedding between Anakin and Padme. They needed to have like the big reveal and like Pierce Brosnan shows up, Colin Firth shows up. <laughs> I, I'd buy the Alps. I'm, a, I'm an Alps fan. I've never, I've never been either, but I like snow. So have I been? No. Didn't you do a poo in the Alps? <laughs> Guess we're just revealing everything on this episode. <laughs> you did a poo on a mountain somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why did you say it a little louder, Ben? Oh, right. Well, I mean, I can put it on the best of and embarrass you even more if you want to. <laughs> I don't think it was the Alps. I think it was generic Switzerland mountain, but maybe it was the Alps. Tell know. the story about you doing a poo. I love the Alps. I... <laughs> so much you did a shit on. I hope he washed it off first. Well... <laughs> C- considering he just got done taking a leak. Well, actually, you never see him do that. Actually, that's a very good point. <laughs> I think that's the wow. hardest I've made you laugh. I think, I think Grace is... We're discovering a fetish of Grace is here. Um, that's kind of disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she likes going down on guys who have just finished taking leaks. She likes a bit of the pee-pee on the side side, apparently. Uh, <laughs> oh, that she should get with R. Kelly. <laughs> or Donald Trump, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, I've never noticed that before. And can I just point out, this is said by a blind man, everyone, and he pointed this out. Good job. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. You know you're doing well in a podcast when the I... blind man points out something glaringly in your face. Um, good job, Ben. Yokus comes home. She's got to sell some, some Chinese food. Good on you. Uh, but who happens to be here? It's Emily, and she's all happy and smiley. <gasps> and oh, like, you know, 
blah, blah, blah. And we get this big scene, because, you know, I think Yokus is about to believe that Emily's about to say that I'm going to live with Dad. But no, the big reveal here is Emily has decided to live with Yokus. Because, yay, daughter, mother, daughter. Finally, after all the, the terrible stuff that's happened between these two over the last three seasons, finally it's coming to a point where they're getting to know each other. But then Emily goes into this huge, big spiel about how that, you know... You tried to be there, and if you could have been, you would have been. And you taught me that a woman can have a mother and a career. I'm proud to be your daughter. I am calling the biggest bullshit in all of Third Watch right here, right now. I've had to put up for six goddamn seasons about how Yokus is the most terrible woman in the face of women because she can't be there for her family. She's going to court. Emily's going off and taking drugs. She's getting buried in snow. Uh, Charlie's going missing, and a bloody person's going out trying to find her. After all of this. Fritz turned into a dickhead and the big conclusion here is that Emily's like I'm so proud that you're my mother because you're a strong woman fuck off this is bullshit like no I've not put up with this crap for six seasons to have such a shitty (laughs) shitty ending to this storyline do this like three seasons ago don't have Emily get into the car with dick face fuck face and then we don't have to put up with Snowblind it's angry this is stupid this is I'm mad at this scene it's dumb God, I love hearing you rant. <laughs> remember that? Remember that comparison I said last year about it's like getting your mum and taking a poo on her. Like this is like getting your mum, your dad, your sister, your girlfriend, your dog, your cat, uh, your favourite <laughs> DVD with Third Watch on it, and then just you know spraying poo all over it. Like it's it's just like here you go, like. <laughs> Oh, Lord. You mentioned legislation, movies about legislation. I realise it's been a few days and we've failed miserably on our um, goal for this year, so I feel like we need to say it about three times oh. this episode. Uh, legislation reminds me, of course, of the Star oh. Wars prequels, which always makes me think of its course, it's rough and irritating and gets everywhere. Similar thing that I believe Emma Stone said about being with the Queen at one point, but they cut that scene out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also like having rabbits run over your bedroom. They're coarse and rough and irritating, and they get everywhere. Yes, exactly. And looking like badgers. It's coarse, it's rough and irritating, and gets everywhere. Um, And they said rape at one point in this movie. It's coarse, it's rough, it's irritating, and gets everywhere. I'm just That's about four times I think we've clarified all the ones that we missed out on so far. And what about Nicholas... Nicholas Anything else weird about Nicholas Holt's gigantic curly wig? It's coarse, it's rough, it's irritating, it gets everywhere. <laughs> and Jorgis Lennon's the moss. He's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. <laughs> and Emma Stone's tongue? It's coarse, it's rough, it's irritating, it gets everywhere. In what universe do gang members all come together to meet in a building and then believe that one of the gang other members, their rival gang, is, I'll just go wait outside, guys. I'll let you guys talk it out. Like, no. Like, he's going to blow them up. Like, they're so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Hey, if there are, if there happen to be any of them, any out there listening, and I highly, highly doubt it, but, you know, just for shits and giggles, if there happen to be any out there listening, tell us. (laughs) You know what? Drop a comment. Tell us. Tell us. Are any of you really that stupid? Darvell called you stupid, by the way. Uh, his name is Darvell Stewart. He lives in the United States. Whatever gang you're affiliated with, please direct your hate towards him. 
I am not affiliated with those comments calling you stupid. I'm calling these fictional um, gang members stupid. Real gang members are very intelligent, smart people who should be left alone and they should do their own things. Vote one, gang members. Um, <laughs> oh, lordy. Um, what have I done? I have no idea. You've just set yourself up to get, like, the Bloods or the Cribs or somebody coming over to your house or something. I don't know. Cribs. Not Cribs. What's Cribs? That's a baby thing. Moving on. Yeah, and um, now they're going to come after you for fucking up their name. No, no. They're, 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 they get it. I'm Australian. I'm funny. And now, saving the best for last, to present the award for Best Animated Short, Meryl Streep. <laughs> and the winner for Best Animated Short, Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> the award for best animated feature, Meryl Streep. <laughs> the best popular movie goes to Meryl Streep. <laughs> and the Grammy for best cover art goes to oh, Meryl Streep. And the host of this year's Academy Awards, ladies and gentlemen, Meryl Streep. <laughs> And the host for the 2032 Summer Olympics, Meryl Streep. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your next president of the United States, Meryl Streep. <laughs> oh, she um, wins everything, everyone. Like, <laughs> no, I appreciate for the invite back. It, it's been a pleasure. It was nice to see some part of Sergeant Cruz. And so thank you. And now she's yeah. all in lots of little bits spread out everywhere over that city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Sergeant Cruz. <laughs> yep. Darbell's lost it. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. You get him doing that Sully for five minutes, and now all of a sudden he just loses it. Uh, Douglas, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll let him. We'll let him end it there. Um, and we will be back next week. You have to keep that in. They saw the horse, but wait till season three when they see the cow. Why isn't this flashback of Sayid in Paris driving down the road, nearly running into a cow? <laughs> the cow. <laughs> Wait, waiter? He was a bit of a cow. (laughs) I hate waiter. (laughs) I hate cow. (laughs) (laughs) This is what this podcast. (laughs) Three seasons. We got three seasons before someone uttered the word "I hate cow." (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna put that on a T-shirt. The most iconic lost uh, Oz Network phrase ever. Oz Network. I hate cow. cow. (laughs) <laughs> the cow comes back later on. It survives. Oh, good. <laughs> the cow has appeared more than Rosen Bernard and Echo. Famous cow one liners in history. Bart Simpson, don't have a cow. Ben Waterworth, I hate cow. Uh, I hate cow. <laughs> <laughs> Move. Locked just yet. Is I don't even... see your casting call. Yeah. <laughs> What would my casting call be, Noah? What would it say for something to play Ben Waterworth? Non-compassionate. <laughs> Money-grabbing. Slightly racist, but in denial. 
<laughs> in denial about a lot of things. <laughs> Put stupid posts up about shows and then didn't regret them three years later. Doesn't think before he speaks. People are shocked he doesn't live with his parents. Not funny. <laughs> no listeners, no friends. Doesn't know anything, can't read. There's no actor that can pull it off as well as you. Oh, come on. Oh, I reckon Terry O'Quinn could give it a crack. Yeah, he'd be good. Michael Emerson. Yes, TV's Michael Emerson. What about Rhett? What's his name from last week? Rhett Giles. TV's Kimberly Joseph. Yeah. Emily DeRaven. It's a difficult role. Welcome to the Oz Network. My name's Ben. Uh, I wouldn't want to watch that biopic if I'm honest. <laughs> you know Rami Malek's going to win an Oscar for it next year. <laughs> You've seen him play Freddie Mercury. Now watch him play his most challenging role. <laughs> Benhemian Rhapsody coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> is this real life or is it a fantasy? <laughs> he thinks it's a real life, but his life is a fantasy. It's bad. <laughs> I shouldn't be like laughing. I can't wait to see where you try and marry my daughter. <laughs> what will happen after being dumped by Mallory inevitably? He shows up 18 <laughs> years later on the doorstep <laughs> of Jenny Gross. <laughs> Jenny? How did you know her name? No, no, no. Hi, Jenny. Ben. Is your dad I'm glad home? you at least said. I'm glad you. I'm glad, glad you had the decency to say 18 years at least. Well, you know, I'm, doesn't say that on my casting call, does it? Slightly pedo. Uh. Oh, God. <laughs> The court case will never look good for you if you ever go to court. If I ever, what do you mean, if, when I go to court? <laughs> All these jokes of yours are just going to come off as, like, fake admission. <laughs> oh, an episode 62 of the lottery cap. They joke about a casting call and going to jail. Bet it, Mitch. Life imitates <laughs> art, Mr. Waterworth. <laughs> At least someone will be listening. Well, exactly. <laughs> the length you'll go to get listeners. I'm actually going to go, like, become a pedophile. How low will Ben go to get listeners? <laughs> the Oz Network, that show you heard about on the news. <laughs> oh, let's stop talking about this. This is getting a bit weird. <laughs> Another motto of the Oz Network. <laughs> The first thing I really commented in my notes here was how much this opening sequence feels like James Bond and what a great James Bond director James Cameron would have made. Schwarzenegger <laughs> is the only thing that takes you out of it because obviously the story later on is going to become something different where you know it's about you know a guy's private life like James Bond in secret. Um, but can you imagine if Arnold Schwarzenegger would have been James Bond? Like how many classic lines would have been completely different? <laughs> Thought you know, I'd like, forgotten you, eh? <laughs> Hello, pussy. <laughs> I must be dreaming. <laughs> Beg your pardon, forgot to knock. 
Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> A genuine Felix Leiter. <laughs> Just a bit of sport, Miranda. Do you expect me to talk? <laughs> you should be the ones reading stories about bears who go shopping. We're <laughs> just combining Schwarzenegger and... <laughs> I thought Christmas only came once a year. <laughs> what makes you think it's my first time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Bond. <laughs> Cuckoo. <laughs> we always lose it when we do something else during James Bond. I don't know why. Put it on a t shirt. I have nothing to declare. <laughs> All right. Um, where are we? Opening scene. The beginning of trailers. Um, <laughs> um, I just wanted to bring this up here. So, I found out how to say I need to take a leak in Arabic. Um, <laughs> and I will try to do this in Schwarzenegger's voice. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Perfect. I'm, I'm right there. <laughs> Arabic. <laughs> Perfect Arabic. Wow, I feel like I'm in, uh, I don't know, the Middle East somewhere. <laughs> Do you know what I just figured out? You're like, what accent am I doing there? Subconsciously, you're doing Schwarzenegger's Perfect Arabic. That's what the merge of accents have become. <laughs> there it is. It's just that, you know, when if they, if they make another 9-11 movie, he's going to be one of the people on the plane, clearly. <laughs> Allah Akbar! <laughs> oh, the Oz Network, always finding humour in 9-11 Move on It's because you and I have penises And that's what's not clicking with us It's like we just, it, women just get it It's like, oh, it's, Colin, come on I mean, I don't want it to click <laughs> What, your penis? Yeah, yeah, I think you've got to go to a doctor <laughs> <laughs> That's how Jamie got pregnant, isn't it? Just clicked <laughs> that weird clicking sound <laughs> oh my god colin we're having that's, twins that's how we got the twins it was the click do you ever think your children are going to listen back to your podcast one day oh i'm sure they will <laughs> daddy why were you talking about your penis clicking uh, <laughs> who's that strange man you used to do them with i'm glad you got rid of him <laughs> i'm glad he's in jail um <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, we speak the truth on this show. If I'm walking home at night and I see a naked white man in my alley, I'm gonna call the cops too. If you've got a naked white man in your alley, you better go check that Jamie hasn't cheated on you again. <laughs> Jumping out the window. <laughs> oh, Jamie! Again? <laughs> Said again. What a terrible accusation to make. <laughs> Who is the father of our children, Jamie? What a paternity test. <laughs> Why does our baby come out sounding Austrian with a giant penis? Ben, 
<laughs> you keep up jokes like that, and Mallory's going to cheat on you again. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, where do you think she's right now? She's not at work. <laughs> <laughs> do you know where your fiance is? Why do you think I want to record so much? It takes my mind off the pain. She, <laughs> she's out there with B.B. Cannon right now, let's be honest. <laughs> having a gangbang with like Bill Buchanan <laughs> all the famous Ryans um, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger um, Michael Bean <laughs> Jamie <laughs> again <laughs> the Oz Network the podcast where the pain of being cheated on is fixed by making jokes about it <laughs> Finally, we get to see Sawyer and Jack play table tennis. I've been waiting <laughs> three seasons for this, and finally, it's here. Uh, we get. I was getting some chemistry here. I was about I to say more revenge sex was about to happen. Mild flirting between these two. Who would be the yeah. Who would be the top, and who would be the, Sawyer's definitely the top. Like Jack's the bottom. Oh yeah, absolutely. Jack's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> No disrespect to anyone. Who... <laughs> Possibly my favourite line you've ever said. Oh yeah, Jack's a bitch. <laughs> That's not to offend anyone who is a uh, bitch. Chooses the... <laughs> who, yeah, not to offend any bitches. <laughs> oh yeah, Jack's a bitch. <laughs> Put him on the bottom. <laughs> it's making the best of. <laughs> <laughs> Here are your options for Paolo. Uh, number one, Daniel Day-Lewis. Really? <laughs> Did you type in number 2007 two. or 1987? <laughs> number two, Javier Bardem. Oh, yeah, right. Yep. He's, got, he's got the accent. He's got the range. But, uh, Javier Bardem's got the range, he, so I can see that. Has yep. he got the looks? That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Um, Skyfall, man. Number three. Remove the teeth. Tom Wilkinson. Who's Tom Wilkinson? Uh, he's the English dude. He was in like um, he was in the Full Monty, but he was also you would know him. Remember the first Rush Hour? He was like the main villain in Rush Hour. Oh, he was in um, Batman Begins. You'd know if you Google him, you'd know who he is. Yeah, yeah, he's good. But yeah. third best actor of two thousand seven. Come off it. <laughs> At least a second. Uh, number one. Number four, Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's stacked on a bit of weight I mean, now, Vigo, but back then he was hot, so, you know. Uh, but a bit old for Paolo, I think, maybe. Mm. Oh, oh, number five, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, no, no, the mm. guy looks like a thumb. I'm not a fan. <laughs> number six, definitely a wild card for Paolo, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, well, again, <laughs> the guy's got range, like... <laughs> Maybe more of a bed liner. Did a, did a good two face in uh, in Batman Forever. So maybe you know. Jake. Yeah, um, yeah. Number seven is Josh Brolin. No, I, I'm a uh, Josh Brolin fan. You know, but Thanos. You know, like. Uh, and number eight is Paul Dano. Oh well, stop the casting. <laughs> he found our man, Paul Dano. Wow. <laughs> Why did we leave so, the Paul Dano? <laughs> Come so, on, there, he's uh, available. Do, you to run, do it right run now. Through, do you need me to run through the options, or do you have your uh, oh, no, pick no. for Paul Dano? Was the obvious one for the moment. <laughs> we like. I mean, right now. Okay, Paul Dano. Who I, is I'm Paul going Dano? <laughs> I've just looked him up. I don't even know who this guy is. 
<laughs> the thing is, he's the only one who didn't have a picture. Oh, he's from <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine. He's the uh, the older kid who wanted to be a pilot. Um, uh, I know who he is now, but I mean, was he really the eighth biggest <laughs> actor in 2007? <laughs> so, uh, there's your options. Did you look up the actresses? Let's look up. I'll look at that. I'm, I'm about to give you the actresses, but oh, okay. you need to make your pick for Paolo. Uh, um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> okay, are you ready for the eight actresses? Oh, yes. Oh. Come on, Paul Dano me um, up, baby. Okay, if this doesn't say anything about um, society as a whole, for the men, it was the best actors. Here, it, it says the hottest actors. <laughs> Despite me... Okay, I'm going to read through this list. Uh, this is a good list. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay, number one. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yep, I mentioned yep, her. Yep. Um, number two, another Bond connection, Monica Bellucci. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she could be a good Nikki. I, I feel like she's not got the... the, the I don't know. She's the missing range. something for Nikki. <laughs> Too Italian. <laughs> well, Keely Sanchez, does she have the right? <laughs> Too Italian for loss. Ma- Monica um... Bellucci versus Keely Sanchez. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Monica Bellucci, too Italian for loss. <laughs> um... <laughs> That's a me. Monica. Well, I... Re- <laughs> I really hope you didn't Google the list because I did it. I absolutely shit you not about this. I I swear on anything. Number three. (laughs) Died. Emily (laughs) Durant. Number one, Scarlett Johansson. Number two, Monica Bellucci. Number three, Emily Durant. Absolutely. You think of the top act like, straight away. Like we're, we're, I'm sure I'm sure we're missing a big movie from 2007, the Paul Dano Emily DeRaven uh, <laughs> love story project. Evil Bong Nine Emily DeRaven. Oh, my bong. She's a bong. <laughs> she's up there with Scarlett Johansson. I tell you, often compared. Oh. <laughs> She's number three, so she would be a good Nikki, I think. Uh, number four is Alicia Cuthbert. Oh. Who's Alicia? Oh, Alicia Bird. Cuthbert, as in Kim Bauer. Uh, oh, oh. Mm. <laughs> I love those I reactions. Mean, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, for for Nikki, I guess it kind of. Well, works, I mean, the but... acting rage is about the same. Um, throw in a cougar. <laughs> As in an actual cougar, not Monica Bellucci. Um, like, I think we would have it there. This, is a, this episode was missing a cougar. Uh, both oh, both the animal and Monica Bellucci. Uh, Rose, yeah. Uh, number five, Megan Fox. Yeah. Uh, number six, uh, another lost uh, James Bond connection, Eva Mendes. Yeah, yeah. She's good. Um, Eva Mendes, uh, number you're seven. thinking of Eva Green. Eva Mendes wasn't uh, Yeah. Different Eva. Uh, but Eva who, Mendes. Eva, Mendes? Eva Mendes, yeah. Uh, she's, she was Is in she Hitch. Um, you would know her, I think. She's been in lots of things. Oh, I was, oh Eva Green, I would have been. I would have been in for Nikki on that. Um, <laughs> number seven, Jessica Biel. Eh. Uh, Mrs. Timberlake. And number eh. eight, Sophia Bush. 
Uh, she's in she in Modern Family. Is is that the right one, or is that no? That's uh, that's Sophia. Someone else. Sophia Bush. I know who that is. That's um, yeah. Uh, um. So so there's your uh, there's your list for the the Nickies. Who's going to play Nicky? And you can't say unfortunately <laughs> Emily Durappen, the number three. Oh, I'm just picturing Monica <laughs> Bellucci. Uh, <laughs> Monica Bellucci in this episode. Razzle da- Razzle Razzle the Dazzle <laughs> Hey Razzle Dazzle <laughs> uh, What, what uh, I so just wanted to stop. What list like what website is this? Because who the hell has come up with any list of any actors in any year and Emily DeRaven makes the top eight or whatever like who does that? This was IMDB. What the hell IMDB? Like uh, I make some dumb the, boobs. Like <laughs> some of the suggestions are: what actors are seventy year old, seventy years old? <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyone listening to this, uh, please write it right into us. Is Ben's list of <laughs> Nikki and Paolo in Expose played by Tommy Lee Jones and Monica Bellucci? I do, I do Better like or it. worse episode? <laughs> Doesn't John Connor explain to Kyle about the dangers of you must never learn too much about your own future? <laughs> like it's kind of did they not? They hadn't seen Back to the Future. Well, they, I mean, John Connor would have seen Back to the Future. That would have existed in nineteen eighty-five, like a year later, like after this movie. So, like John it, Connor also <laughs> does he he does he know that Kyle Reese is his dad ever? I can't. We'll have to. He does. I think that when we see. I think he does. I yeah. Think okay. So mentioned. So like, how awkward is that for him? He's like. Go back in time and bone my mom. I don't know. Here's a picture. I don't know how you feel about this woman. If she's not attractive to you, just go for it anyways, okay? Just grit your teeth. Strip it off. Bear down. Give the shit out of her. Give it to her good, okay? Give it to her good enough to spawn a savior for the human race. But but she's hideous. I don't care. I want you to bone my mom as hard as you can. I want it to be angry. I want it to be intense. Because when I'm born, I need to to want to be tough. And if you do it slowly, I'm not going to be tough. I'm going to be a weak little pussy. All right, you pound the shit out of my mom. And if you ever make your way... Man, <laughs> if you ever make your way back to the future, I had better see bite marks on that thing, buddy. <laughs> I want it. I want a borderline. A police report will be filed. Like there's bruises. I want questions asked by her friends. <laughs> and how does John know that she's gonna go for it? Listen, if she's not into you, you just gotta go for it anyways. Okay, consent is not a thing in this situation. I'm not ready to die for this. 1984, Me Too wasn't a thing yet. You're okay. Just go for it. Plow my mother. <laughs> Mr. Plow, that's your name. That name again is Mr. Plow, okay? And what if he, like, you know, was just a bit dumb? So he just, like, had sex with every Sarah Connor. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why he gave him the picture. <laughs> but, I mean, what if he just... Generic walked... white like, woman, like... <laughs> What if he went in and started? <laughs> what if he started plowing ginger? Because he was just <laughs> take it, ginger. Uh, take it, Sarah. It's not Sarah. It's ginger. You're Sarah tonight. I'm nearly finished. 
There's like 20 John Connors running around in the future. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing too, like the Terminator, okay, like, you know, I get it, he kills, like, that's scary, but couldn't he just be like, I'm going to make it so you can't conceive babies in the future. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tie your tubes. <laughs> like, what if... What if Arnie went back and is the one who invented the condom? Just <laughs> as a way to create safe sex for the future and no unwanted pregnancies. A, a permanent female condom inside um, yeah. Sarah Connor. <laughs> you may like, have sex still, but not the babies. You know what the easiest thing for him to do is? Is just go back in time, crush up a bunch of birth control pills, <laughs> slip it into whatever she's eating that 450 cover chars bar. <laughs> Oh, it's always about murder with these robots, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, there's a simpler way to do things. God, think about things, Terminators. Um, so just call my mom already. <laughs> Bend her over, sliver one. Um, come on, look at Arnold Schwarzenegger and look at Michael Bean. Should the machines not have just said, "You go back and you plow that woman first, okay? <laughs> but even even then, sending Kyle Reese back, like you know, Michael Bean, not a bad looking rooster, like. What if they just sent someone back like me or something like that? Like, you know, oh, the only person available is this fat, ugly dude. Oh, it'll do. I mean, John Connor handpicked him. He had to guarantee his mother was going to want to bang this guy. Like, did he look around and was like, all right, I need a female opinion here. Which one of these guys you want to have sex with? <laughs> we are planning on doing more. Uh, we're just a bit Can busy at the moment. I'm getting there. <laughs> I don't tell you how to do your job. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Would you like to take over? Would you like to get in the driver's seat? Backseat driver. Um, happy day of playing sports in India. They can only play cricket. They can't play anything else. So, w- <laughs> that's not racist. Um, is it? No, they I play don't... cricket in India. That's not racist. How's that racist? Popular sport everywhere in the world. I'm literally just hearing a listener right now going, that's racist. I'm like, it's not racist. Like, they play cricket <laughs> yeah. in India. Ben, here's thoughts, people. <laughs> I'm literally so worried now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not racist. They play cricket in India. That's a natural thing. Like, <laughs> Oh, they play hockey in Canada. Racist. Um, Where am I at? Oh, yes. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rene Russo. So there's um, <laughs> getting these people cast into these things. You know, people are wanting to join franchises now. It's like, oh, you know, look at this. Um, you know, Rene Russo. There's a name I just pulled out of nowhere. She's in a, an MC. <laughs> Why do you like Rene Russo? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wow. Let's be honest. She, she was the Jennifer Lawrence of 1993, wasn't she? <laughs> for, for that slight period between May and June for three days, she was the biggest star in the world. <laughs> Renee Russo. <laughs> Thomas Crown Affair Oz, coming soon. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything she's in outside of the Thomas Crown Affair and, like, Thor. <laughs> like... Lethal weapon. Oh, lethal. Okay, I did. I forgot you. Like it's Renee Russo. No one talks about her anymore. <laughs> and they should. Yeah, come on. Bring back Renee Russo. Instead of us doing, you know, the whole it's course it's rough, it's irritating, gets everywhere. Boom, there it is yeah. for the episode. I think every episode we need to bring in Renee Russo to the episode. Yes, 
bring back Rene Russo. <laughs> That's our new thing. <laughs> I can see it now. The montage on our best of at the end of the year. All the Rene Russo references on the Oz Network. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're forgetting we, we ever said this like next episode. Just like Rene Russo herself. I was like, oh, yeah, she has a thing. <laughs> Hey, who else remembers? Treat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> if Renee Russo is not in Terminator Dark Fate, I'm out. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going on a strike from movies until Renee Russo is in everything. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine. What's this? Renee Russo. No, I'm done. James Bond 25. No, just- Renee Russo. Done. We just do a six degrees count of Rene Russo to Michael Bean. I have just a curiosity now. <laughs> All right. I'm doing it. I'm on it. <laughs> Were you going somewhere with your Rene Russo? Uh, no. <laughs> I completely forgot what you were talking about. I mentioned Rene Russo. I was going nowhere. Maybe the best action moment of the entire movie here during the car chase. As Jamie is actually... I just want to illustrate this, people. Jamie has stood up. She's bending over... Uh, as if she's about to throw up, but it's actually just to get her back in a better position. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is a one. If we could video this, this would be the best podcast we've ever done. A woman 20 hours and something minutes away from giving birth to twins talking about John Wick. God help me, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> just cut them out already. We went out for lunch and I ate an entire pizza and I don't even know where I put it. <laughs> I'm in so much pain. I'm literally sitting here dying. But I love John Wick so much that I'm fighting through the pain. She's actually on her knees with her elbows on the couch that we're sitting on. Because this is the only place we could record. If this, I don't even know what the sound quality is off. We're not actually behind a proper microphone at a desk the way we normally are. Uh, we're sitting on a couch with a laptop. And Jamie is on her knees, <laughs> uh, elbows on the couch. I'm dying. She's dying. Slowly. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap this up then. <laughs> oh yeah, does this look civilized to you? Yeah, sorry, I'm actually in the middle of having like quite a few contractions. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> They're coming now. No, seriously, feel feel my stomach. Okay. That's that's. Are, are these things gonna pop out? No, it's just, it's just contractions. It's just. We should. It's uncomfortable and painful. We should clarify for people: this isn't like in TV and movies. You can get contractions on and off for weeks before babies come. It's not the, the, the oh, the water just broke. Oh, no, it didn't actually. <laughs> I'm dedicated to finishing this, and so is Jamie. Push, push, <laughs> stop it. Push, stop. I can see the heads crowning. Yeah, one of them. Oh, yeah, one. Sorry, this is going to be a long... We'll get the second one out during part two. That's what we'll do. <laughs> okay. One I just got a visual of you getting caught watching Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> ben, Ben, what are you doing there? Nothing, nothing. Why is the door locked? Open the door. Just, 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 it's okay. I'll be out in a minute. Ben, <gasps> Pinky the Brain, look away, look away, Dad. Zip your Don't pants look up. At me. Don't look me in the eyes. <laughs> I'm ashamed that you're my son. You're gonna go blind watching that kid. <laughs> You're gonna grow hair on your palms. She plow her leg. Kyrie's plowed your mother. 
<laughs> it was in the doggy, then it was in the missionary. <laughs> Get her pregnant. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Relax. Shut up. <laughs> Hey, I'm with Furlong. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> this this whole series of episodes just evolved into running gags on yelling and Renee Russo. Hey, I'm Renee Russo. The ultimate one line. Hey, I'm Renee Russo. Shut up. Relax. <laughs> Plow your mother. I'm gonna bust you up, man! <laughs> bust you up! <laughs> Talk to that. <laughs> it's all coarse and rough and irritating. It's just getting everywhere. <laughs> Let's just move on. I-, I loved the. You tweeted a reply out the other day um, to sort of a-, a response in regards to your career and sort of oh, where the you began. Idiot. Yeah, I-, I-, I love that tweet yeah. where you yeah. wrote to your uh, Chicago, uh, your district commander. Uh, when yeah. it came to your exit interview and he said uh, basically that you were a fucking idiot for going to Hollywood for a ride. Yeah, he looked at me. <laughs> and by the way, there's no such thing as an exit interview. He made me wait just to tell me that. Wow. Right? I mean, it's a, because when I, when I, when I actually re- resigned, no one knows how to resign from the Chicago Police Department because nobody ever quits. They know how to fire you and put you in jail, but no one ever quits. <laughs> And the station secretary had to call downtown and find out how you do this. How do you resign? So my district commander made up this thing called the exit interview <laughs> um, and made me wait for him. So I was a midnight shift cop. So I, had, I got off at 730 and he doesn't come in until 1030. So I had to wait three hours for him to get there just so he could say to me, he, he, he looks at this paper and he looks up at me and he says, so you're moving to Hollywood. I said, well, Los Angeles. He goes to be a writer. And I said, I hope so, because you're a fucking idiot. And then he signed the thing. That's all he made me wait for was so he could call me a fucking idiot. Um, and then when I got to L.A., uh, I got I got um, I assignment to write an NYPD Blue um, script. And, you know, the checks are pretty huge for writing television shows. Um, and, and it's kind of in, in the neighborhood of, of more than half what you make in a, in a year as a cop. Wow. And I wrote on I wrote on it. Um, not bad for a, a photocopy that wrote not bad for a fucking idiot mailed it to him. Um, so that that's the last I ever heard from my district commander. I was going to say, did you ever get a response? But obviously, you know, he was uh, no, putting his no, place. No, never. No. <laughs> I will not condone a course of action that will lead us to war. Um, always using the trailer. Forrest Gump there. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Yeah, you sounded totally Forrest Gump. I won't condone a course of action to lead us to war. Jenny, no, I won't condone a course of action. Mama always said that would lead us to war. Shrimp gumbo. War and potatoes. Sorry. Grilled war. Gungan gumbo. Gungan cocktail. Tom Hanks should have played Jar Jar Binks. Come on. Mace Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> Way to go, Annie. <laughs> Misa Day starting pity okay day with the brisky morning munching. 
have worked out perfectly with racist Padme there in the Southern Outlaw. <laughs> I will not condone a course of race that will lead us to the black people. <laughs> racist Padme. <laughs> Hashtag racist Padme. <laughs> That's, I wanted to attack in the clones. It's coarse and rough. It's irritating. It gets everywhere. And then Padme's like, yeah, just like the Gungans. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Make Naboo great again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hat I would wear. Uh, <laughs> I'm making that T-shirt and a hat. I'm getting a Make Naboo Great Again hat. Yeah, if we could get if we could get that even I don't know I don't know ten times hashtagged on the internet, we will we will make that T-shirt. There's our first piece of merchandise you can ever buy on the Oz Network. Make Naboo Great Again. <laughs> Instead of hashtag Dump Trump, hashtag Dump Queen Amidala. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> So, and we could have the opposite end of it. Hashtag justice for Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Free Jar Jar. <laughs> Jar Jar. Gungan lives matter. Uh. <laughs> Misa too. Uh. <laughs> to the point where they invade here. <laughs> Early, grab the peanut butter, mate. Go to town. <coughs> oh, God. Um, or probably mayonnaise. I, I don't know. Can we recover from that? Um, <laughs> Coming soon in the Ben Waterworth Reveals All episode. Oh, I just felt really bad. Every time I opened my mouth, I would say something. I'd just dig my heart. I'm not really <laughs> like this. I'm really a nice guy. Hear what his co-hosts yeah. think. I'm Noward. He's a dickhead. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Uh, over here in Canada, we definitely wouldn't say any of that, that kind of stuff. No. Yes. When I met Ben in Hamilton, he was a bit of a duck. Unfortunately, he, <laughs> he stayed in my house. Me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he snuck into my room at night. It was a bit scary. <laughs> We're only keeping him in New Zealand, so he can't get anywhere else in the world. And we speak to the imaginary Louise. Hello, I'm John, and I play Louise. <laughs> this was one of the most challenging roles I had in my lifetime. I really had to commit to the character. Find out. Thankfully, why... the Emily Raven School of Acting taught me everything I need to know. Find out why Ben fabricated a breakup to receive sympathy. <laughs> And Survivor Oz, only to come back with a show that even less people listened to and gave a shit about. It was really such a hard time in my life. I thought it was going to work, and it didn't. And it's still here. And now I'm in New Zealand, and I don't know what to do with myself. Uh, when you when you put it all like that, I'm starting to think. Oh, <laughs> it does sound a little made up. <laughs> Like big, some big like I'm ending it only to come back a few months later with the big reboot. It's, 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 
It's very um, Elliot Carver line. <laughs> well, that's you know I'm often mistaken for Jonathan Price, so you know, bounce it out there. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, the Ben Waterworth tell-all coming soon. Um, uh, Matthew Fox is hosting. Matthew Fox is playing me. <laughs> Matthew Fox in his most challenging role ever. Puts on 80 <laughs> kilos. <laughs> Featuring Emily DeRavin as Noah Gross. <laughs> I live in snack! <laughs> and Billy Garcia in his acting debut as Jared Elliott. You flogged! <laughs> Guest starring Evangeline Lilly as Louise. <laughs> and in a career defining role, Meryl Streep as Mallory Foster. <laughs> it's the Vince's tell all that has Oscar critics buzzing. <laughs> also starring Deb Eaton as <laughs> Colin Hildy <laughs> and Gillian Larson as Lancey Morris <laughs> a star-studded car <laughs> featuring songs by Fatty Essa <laughs> Wonder from Palau. <laughs> and Billy Garcia. Returns <laughs> on the guitar with Forsaken. <laughs> also starring Scout Lee. <laughs> Firewoman. <laughs> <laughs> the Grammy Award <laughs> so- soundtrack to end all soundtracks. And ben, coming soon. Stay tuned for the new BCU end trailer sequence featuring <laughs> Rupert Bonham. Who the hell put me in this movie? <laughs> Did you say BCU? The Ben Cinematic Universe. The Ben Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's the Ben Waterworth tell-all comments. Stay tuned for the Ben Cinematic Universe. See um, it on IMAX. <laughs> Oh, God. Let's move on. I said, how would we recover from that? And somehow we didn't. Um, but, oh, God. We can have a bake-off. You could be the judge. That sounds like your dream. <laughs> Why? Because I'm fat? Like, <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, the fat guy wants to be a judge at a cooking show. Oh, I can. Ah, you're fat. Well, I didn't say you can't come on the, the boat trip, like Charlie was saying. 
No, I was saying that because like you buns. like you like lasagna. So does Garfield. You didn't ask him. You asked the fat guy on the podcast. Well, I asked the only guy on the podcast. You're on here too. Well, I would love to be a judge in a lasagna eating competition. I don't know what you're so offended about. Sounds like a dream. I'm not offended. It's 2019. I'm just being a dickhead. Move on. <laughs> not sour cream yet, so somebody's here. Somebody's been that's drinking from, this. It's from 7-Eleven. Nothing ever goes bad at 7-Eleven. I mean, that, that's 16 you years old, that milk. you got to wonder that. <laughs> yeah, like, where did this milk come from? Like, okay, nobody's producing milk in bottles in 2018. Breast milk. So this either has stayed... Yeah, this breast milk. Uh, that old lady who comes out, she's milking those tits good. <laughs> <laughs> All the plot holes are starting to become clear here. Best line I've ever heard come from Colin Hilding's mouth. She's milking those tits good. <laughs> That's making the best uh, of. <laughs> this movie, what did you think of it? Um, I You didn't th- see the first one. Yeah, you know, I didn't actually. I thought that this... Um, I thought that this movie actually was pretty good. Like I said, I, I noticed that everybody in the movie was very intense. You you brought that up to me. They're like, everybody in this movie is so intense. I'm like, there are giant monsters destroying every city around the globe. I think people have a right to be intense. No, I know, but it's like every single line of the movie was like, there he is. What are we going to do? Blast him with a nuke in the face. <laughs> like- Blast him with a nuke in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or wait, sorry, I had to do it in like a Chinese accent because that lady was really intense. The one from like the or, or from she, Crouching Tiger. She is Chinese, right? Yes. Yeah. See, I I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you had that look on your face, like did I just say something racist? <laughs> well, but yes, she is Chinese. She was in Crouching okay. Tiger. Okay, in my House def- of Flying Daggers. In my defense, though, when she played Japanese when in Memoirs of Geisha because Hollywood's racist. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. In my defense, if you look at a movie like that, you know, like an Americanized, because uh, actually um, had read up on it a little bit in that. Um, uh, um, it was a book first, right? The Memoirs of a Yeah, Geisha. Memoirs of a Geisha. Yeah, and it was actually written by an American, so it was not even written by... I know, some- I, yeah. No, I'm saying it wasn't written by somebody that was even Japanese at all. But um, anyways, so you have to um, give me a break because you look at that movie and you got like Koreans, Japanese, Chinese people all playing Japanese people. The only Japanese actor in Memoirs of a Geisha was Ken Watanabe. <laughs> Everybody else was either... Chinese or Korean or Vietnamese, you know, it, something. Yeah, but apparently everybody looks the same, which is, yeah, that's not the way it is, right? Yeah, that's that's Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> anyway, no, but it was... but they're getting better. This is Kyle Reese's first new song. listen to John Connor. <laughs> yeah, this is the remix. <laughs> Here's a new one by John Connor. All you lovers out there, it's Resistance uh... FM, ninety-six point three. That would be an infinitely more entertaining movie than what we got here. <laughs> this is John Connor bringing you all the hits of the resistance. <laughs> Barnes died today. <laughs> and, or Barnes' brother died. Funeral at 7 o'clock here on 96.7 Resistance FM. <laughs> Coming up at 8 on Real Talk with John Connor. Are all machines really that bad? We take your call. <gasps> Playing all the hits here. You could be mine by Guns N' Roses. Not to draw on any motor terminator, so I'll just sing it. You could be mine, but you're way 
out of line! <laughs> and don't forget, we have exclusive tickets to the grave of Axel Rose coming up at 7. You too can see where the guy is buried, or at least where we think he is. Because a lot of people were buried in the same spot because of all those bombs and shit. That's coming up at 8 o'clock. <laughs> Listening to all the easy listening hits of 2018. <laughs> Relax! <laughs> I'm gonna bust you up, man! <laughs> we teach you oh, how to make time machines so you too can send someone back to plow your mother. <laughs> so, it's just like... I, I, I really think that these writers would have been sitting in that room together... Just high-fiving each other. Mate, we're fucking good. Like, this is incredible. Uh, because, geez, like, I really wish that we were podcasting when this was live. <laughs> that cat really needs some... <laughs> we're trying to talk about the most epic moment in Lost History, cats. <laughs> How many are there? <laughs> They're multiplying. <laughs> Korea has been invaded by cats. <laughs> um. Of course, we get to this scene and the choir of cats. In, <laughs> in Oz Network tradition. <laughs> um, this oh. seems just epic, okay? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's just. Luckily, I heard one of my neighbours shouting at them, so I think we're. <laughs> We're safe. <laughs> oh no, we're not. <laughs> oh my god. The Oz Network featuring the cast. <laughs> It's our special preview episode of the movie Cats coming out later this year. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to talk about how much of a game changer this week. Somebody give those cats a tin of whiskers. Like, just... <laughs> just think that uh, when you come to my wedding, we're getting married at Lex Luthor's I house, know. So. Oh, so exciting. And that's me and Mallory getting married, not Colin yeah, and I yeah. getting married. Just, <laughs> just to clarify. That. <laughs> just, just <laughs> People are just tuning in now. <laughs> Breaking news. Famous podcaster. <laughs> that's how we get famous and we get listeners. There we go. If I watched a stick and a rock have sex, it would be more sexual chemistry between the two. Um, coming soon to the Oz Network, the Stick and Rock Sex Recap. <laughs> it's a new HBO show, okay. I've heard. <laughs> the exact reaction of all our listeners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just 
just imagine someone's driving or on the bus listening to this and they involuntary. Okay. <laughs> what was the thing that Jared Elliott used to say? Like, listen to it on the trains or see you on the trains or whatever like that? Like, just, just, imagine you're sitting next to someone on the bus. You see them. You go, Do you listen to this crap? Like, have you heard of this podcast? Like, they're literally just talking about a stick and a rock having sex. Like, you know, this is entertainment about. Why am I listening to this? To, to echo, uh, echo. Oh. Ben! <laughs> I'll rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> oh, not Echo, he's gone. Oh, too soon. Who? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Click? Yes, he's the guy. Yeah, he's the, the guy in Click. Yeah, yeah. I love Click. Good movie. Uh, oh, come on. I Okay, I was really young when it came out, and we went and saw it when it came out and it Your wasn't let you see that movie? um it was for a friend's birthday and she was also there and afterwards she was like we shouldn't have like, gotten to see that movie <laughs> it was the um the tasmanian woman mary donaldson who met the crown prince of denmark and he's married now she's queen mary of denmark and basically there was a whole thing saying how she had to have a dialect coach to essentially lose her Tasmanian accent, so that she it was would sound also more Catherine royal. Hepburn. Yes. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm the Queen of Denmark. <laughs> I don't like sand. But yes. and it's coarse and rough. It's turning against everywhere. <laughs> Kiss that should never be. It's a head of kids line now. Now everybody's Catherine Hepburn in these movies. Could you tell Luke? That's how you could tell. At last we'll reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we'll have revenge. You pay. No. <laughs> Poyo! Misa de san peri okide! Ho ho ho, darling! No, 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 Jedi mind trick! Why? Oh, Teddy! Oh, Teddy! I'm trying to think of a famous line from the sequel movies, but I can't think of it. That's not how the Force works! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, why do we get all of the funniest bits is whenever we ended up like in the Hulk, um, Schwarzenegger, uh, Mr. Echo. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> Renee Russo hasn't been mentioned in a while. <laughs> Is that even a thing at the time this episode comes out? Yeah, the Terminator movies are out at the moment. We just did Terminator <laughs> 3 yesterday, didn't we? Um, anyway, we know when we record these episodes. And just should mention uh, the, the Panther here played, of course, by Ben Kingsley. Um, I just have to mention that, like, when I heard the Panther's voice, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then I looked up who it was. I just sounded really Canadian. Sorry. Um, hey. And then I looked it up, up who it was. And when I saw that it was Ben Kingsley, the only thing I associate him with is being the bad guy 
in the Thunderbirds movie. Do you know that I, movie? I, I know I've not seen it. But what? Okay, Ben. ben, ben that, that, kind of, what? I need to just jump in here to the fact that what people most associate Ben Kingsley with the fact that he played Gandhi, an Academy Award-winning role, and your your connection is he was the bad guy in Thunderbirds. I don't think you've under <laughs> you understand how many times I have seen the movie Thunderbirds. Yeah, literally, it was mine and my best friend's go-to movie growing up that we would watch, like probably once a week. Wow. And here I am having to marry you soon. Um, <laughs> You're going to have to see this movie first. No, no I, I don't have to. Um, okay, like there, He there, was also the bad guy in Prince of Persia, wasn't he? I, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure. I just want to backtrack here and say that you, fact, you just added the words, you have to see. The, like, no. Like, you it's have to amazing. See, you have to see Star Wars. That is life. Thunderbirds is a movie that people go, oh, yeah, they made it into a movie, didn't they? Like... What was it before it was a movie? There was an animated show, like from the 60s or 70s, a little oh. pop, little hand things, like his famous little hand little... What? Um, oh, anyway. I don't know that. Uh, he was also in Iron Man, was it 3? He was in Iron Man 3. Um, so, yeah, Ben Kingsley, esteemed actor, great, great... Uh, he Honestly, he's a great actor. Oh, um, Academy Award, he played Gandhi, I mean... He's, he's amazing. <laughs> um, but, no, like, for me, I associate him with... <laughs> That um, with the Thunderbird movie. Yeah. Um, I'm sure when he dies and uh, people look back at the career of the esteemed Ben Kingsley, and let's be honest, <laughs> he's probably died in between us recording this and when this is released, people are straight away going to go, Thunderbirds, villain, amazing. Like, Gandhi, pff, anyone can play Gandhi. He played the villain from Thunderbirds. Just, oh, robbed of an Oscar. <laughs> One of my favourite scenes in all of Star Wars is about to happen in this club, <laughs> Is it you the want death six? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> want to I love death. that guy. <laughs> and that that guy's. Do you know he's from the Matrix? You probably do because they're Australian, right? Oh, he's the. Uh, isn't he the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going home and like, my life. <laughs> small performance, but like really funny. It's like the way he sells that. You know. Uh, I don't want to say you this. Uh, I want to go home, man. Like he has the look on his face, like what is happening to me and what's coming out of my mouth. It's just great. I uh, want the spin off, like you know, like we're talking about the Austin Power movies where they get there and they're like, you know, they once he's getting crushed by the steamroller, they cut back to like, you know, no one ever thinks about the life of a the wife of a henchman. Like yeah. I want to see this guy going back home and sitting on his bed going. Man, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah. <laughs> then, like, turns around, he goes into an employment agency the next morning. Hey there, I want to rethink my life. I want to become a, a, a janitor or something like that. No, no, no. That. I want to flip it the other way around. It's like Obi-Wan wasn't specific enough in his mind trip. What if he goes home and says, I don't want to sell distics. I want to <laughs> give them away for free. <laughs> Like Robot Chicken did some really funny stuff around kind of little moments. Did they ever do one about the Destix guy <laughs> coming over? Where's where's the solo story on Destix guy? <laughs> He's Destics, Darth Maul's right hand man. <laughs> He's Snoke. He's Snoke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will take my life. <laughs> I will take over the galaxy and turn Han Solo's son. <laughs> I would lose my shit. Thanks, Obi-Wan. Episode 9, the big reveal. <laughs> Obi-Wan, remember that time you went into a club and that guy sold you Destic? Yes. <laughs> he is Snoke. Think of the endless possibilities with this guy. Like, we never got his name. What if his name is, like, I don't know, Jimmy Tarkin? And in the next movie, he, go- he goes home and rethinks it's like, I want to blow up Alderaan. <laughs> Genocide. Better than Destic. <laughs> 
You want to rule the galaxy? <laughs> I love that guy so much. I love the way he like spins around his fingers. I just yeah. go home and my life. <laughs> what if he know, like? So, I just want to see him like so passionate about this. He's on the way. It's like everybody drop your desk. <laughs> It's wrong. He's like, I'm gonna go, everyone, everyone now. I hate you all. Stop selling them. <laughs> the next day on the news, there's like a news story. Crazed gunman takes over Death Stick Factory, holds 60 hostages. <laughs> Death Stick addiction has dropped dramatically overnight after one man decided to make it his mission to stop selling them. I just really wanted to stop selling them. I just wanted to go home and rethink my life. I don't know why. I just did. I just really did. So everyone out there, please stop selling them. They're dangerous. And rethink your life. <laughs> Everyone, let's rethink your life. Everyone, it's a trap. <laughs> rethink your life. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> biggest talking point of the episode. Rethink my life. <laughs> like, how do we know it's only a Jedi? Are there no hackers in the future? <laughs> Like, what if it's, like, the, the, the Coruscant version of, uh, I don't know, um, the, the, the hacker's guy. <laughs> it's know, hacker's guy. guy. He went and rethought his yeah. life. I'm going to become yeah. a hacker. <laughs> I'm going to erase planets from the Jedi archives. That's how he got in the Matrix. I... It's all connected. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hacker guys. There you go. That's where they come from. Those hacker guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think to myself. You know, like, you know those famous hackers. I'm like, wait a second. I don't think there's such a thing as a famous hacker. <laughs> Colin's lost the plot. Yo, yo, Trinity. <laughs> Trinity, help! <laughs> he is the one. Um. <laughs> Whoa. Uh. <laughs> Are you Padme? I'm Anakin. Uh, of course. Uh. I get the host. I hope I wanted to host this episode for this line. So, uh, all right. So they've decided they're going to go to the lake uh, where it's peaceful and uh, safe and everything. And Padme changes into one of her sixteen wardrobes, and Anakin loses his poncho. <laughs> and we're here. Ben, take it away. Uh, all right. Uh, 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 we used to come here for school retreat. We would swim to that island every day. Which, can I point out, is a fucking long way away. Jesus, she must be like an Olympic swimmer. I love the water. We used to lie out on the sand and let the sun dry us and try to guess the names of the birds singing. I don't like the sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. Not like here. Here, everything is soft and smooth. No, <gasps> no let me... I shouldn't have done that. Oh, sorry. I'm I just want to keep you going. <laughs> ben, you took this role play way too far. You're a good kisser, Colin. Good job. <laughs> no idea you're going to show up at my door to finish the scene. Uh... Can we can we start recording sure. right now? I'm a bit excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling a bit coarse and rough and irritating, and stuff is getting everywhere. He and and Lucad and Lando and whoever else. So you cut out a lot there, but I'm assuming you asked if I liked the mullet. Yes, I did. Um, I I am a big fan yeah. of. 
I don't know what you're saying right now. You're sounding like Jar Jar on crack uh, mixed with C-3PO or something like that. But, yeah, I... Like... <laughs> He's coming. <laughs> All I hear is... <laughs> you need to adjust your knobs on your chest. Um, I really like the mullets. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I heard... I can hear you now. Everyone can hear you now. Shut up, Ben. Oh, I spoke too soon. No. Um. Cut it out. <laughs> there you are. Hello. Hello, Colin. You like the mullet? Is I like the it? mullet. I like the mullet. I'll say it for the 58th time. I like the mullet. <laughs> Adjust your knobs. Ah. <laughs> I like the mullet, all right? I like the mullet. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if he can even hear me. Oh, we know this is yeah. making the best of. I like the mullet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I need to translate this into a few different languages. Oh, no, there he is. Hello. Um... Bonisteris de la Michael the Mullet. Okay, um, can bon- you hear me? I can, yes, I like the mullet. Do you get me? I like the mullet. <laughs> oh, he's gone again. For God's sake. Every- <laughs> Why won't you just understand that I like the mullet? I want to let the world know and Colin know and everyone know that I like the mullet. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think we'd edit this out, but really, it's fantastic. I like the mullet! <laughs> hmm. All right. <laughs> oh, he's, he's laughing. I think he's alive. I can hear you. Can you hear me at all? I can hear you, and I like the mullet. <laughs> don't, don't say that! <laughs> Why? Every because single I'm... time. Every single time you cut in, all I hear you say, can no, because every single time you cut in, I'm hearing, can you hear me? I said I like the mullet, and then it would cut out again. So every time you said I like the mullet, our connection died. So um, the forces telling us do not like the mullet, even though both of us do. Okay. Um, I like sand instead. It's not coarse and irritating. <laughs> Yippee! I like mullets. They're soft and fluffy. <laughs> They get everywhere. I'm I'm haunted uh, by the mullet that you once had. <laughs> oh, it's a stunning it, move. It's never really stood out to me, but now that you mention, like, I just imagine somewhere in episode six of the the Clone Wars animated series, season three, that leads into this. Masameda, the, the right hand man to Palpatine in the Senate. Ladies and gentlemen of the Senate, I have an announcement to make. The Chancellor has been kidnapped. And you have all these... Oh, stunning! Stunning! <laughs> oh, stunning move. Stunning move. That's... That's gonna... That's why he's a general, everyone. That's it. Just here, right here, there. Stunning! Here, here. That man is a stunning general. Everyone, round of applause. That's why we're gonna win this war, everyone. That is a stunning move. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. Those those lightsabers, the way they spin around, just no one else can work those off. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Uh, why does nobody even complain about that word being used in the only call? Stunning. 
<laughs> it's all about the so sand. It's all about the bar. <laughs> Stunning. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's so stunning. Uh, <laughs> um, see, we should have used that last episode, but everyone, a stunning mullet. It was stunning. <laughs> <laughs> stunning. I love sand. It's stunning. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere stunningly well. What if the end of this movie is like, what about Padme? Is she all right? Is she in your anger? You killed her. What? Stunning! Stunning! Instead of yippee, it's stunning! Luke. Uh, search your feelings. You know it to be true. No, it's not true. It's not true. No, I am your stunning father. Stunning! <laughs> can you tell Luke? Is that who you can be stunningly telling? <laughs> Never tell me the stunning odds. At the end, when Leia in a Rogue One, Leia gets the plans instead of like, what does this mean? You know, we've got hope. It's like, no, stunning. Stunning. <laughs> All stunning. stunning. You're trying to say that Bernie Sanders is really a Republican. Darth is that Bernie. the real message of this movie? <laughs> Darth, <laughs> Darth Bernie. <laughs> right, Darth Bernie. Um, there's a town in Tasmania called Bernie. Henceforth, you should be known as Darth Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could always be called. Colonel Sanders. Uh, <laughs> um, oh. so, so, so that's a very erotic sound, Colin. Oh, <laughs> I just kept thinking about like, man, there's another thing we get a whole episode out of is just henceforth your name should be known as Darth. Fill in the blank. <laughs> henceforth your name should be known as Darth Noah. <laughs> Darth Noah. How would that turn out? Oh, I'm from Snug. I'm going to kill all the plants. Henceforth, your name shall be known as Darth Rossi. <laughs> Darth Oslitz, the origin story. <laughs> you shall be known as Darth Cable. Oh, fellas. <laughs> uh, let's give a shout out here. Henceforth, your name shall be known as Darth Chris Dixon. <laughs> we know you're yes. listening, Chris. Someone wanted Star Wars. Chris, you'll appreciate that. Uh, you can be, have your, your Darth Chris Dixon. That's what we all want. <laughs> Henceforth, you shall be known as Darth Nook Chester. Uh, <laughs> we'll use this to lure back some of our you know long-gone listeners. Like, Catherine... You know, you were the biggest Star Wars fan and the biggest Survivor Oz fan. We don't hear from you anymore. We're doing Star Never. Wars on an Oz show. I think she's doing we her will own give podcast you a podcast now, isn't she? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure she's, you know, coming up with Darth names for all of her <laughs> listeners right now. But we will give you a henceforth your name shall be known as if you prove to us you still listen to our show. If we ever do a spin-off of the spin-off that is the Oz Network, we will call the podcast Darth Podcast. There we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Henceforth, you shall be known as Darth Riley. Oh, Jared! <laughs> Darth Jared. Vlog. Darth 
other Jared. <laughs> Insert Jared Lubick quote here. I unblocked Ben for spoiling the amazing. <laughs> you shall be known as Darth Billy Garcia. Hashtag bring back Billy. <laughs> this is why we go five hours. <laughs> this is the shortest one yet, Colin. We're only, I think, just over four hours at the moment. We're doing well. Uh, we spent more time giving people henceforth your name shall be known as than we did talking about Anakin's turn to the dark side. Okay, well, bugger it. Barb from New Zealand Survivor. <laughs> Are we kissing, <laughs> slapping, hugging, or running away from her? A hug, probably. Hug, Julian? Um, I'd give her a granny pash. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you explain to our listener what a granny pash is? It's kind of like if you're at the RSL and you're really drunk, had a few beers and there's a granny playing the pogies and you just, you get dead by your friends just to run up and pass her. So you just pass her real quick and then run away. <laughs> Is that just a oh, Saturday God. night for you and Tim? I'll bugger off to the down of the RSL and grab a couple of grannies to pass. Um, did I? Yeah, that's a granny pass. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we have you on more often? You come up with these one-liners that mean absolutely nothing, but somehow it turned out to be quite hilarious. Um, and inappropriate. We said something that was like the N-word in Star Wars. It was something to do with um, Jabba the Heart or something like that. Oh, no. oh yeah. No, no, I, I vaguely remember. No, I, <laughs> I just remember it was. It started with a G, and I'm like, you know, is this like some type of, you know, Grigor horrible or slur? Wasn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> No, it wasn't. No, it was. It no, was literally. No, it was not. I was trying to suddenly not bring up the fact that it was some word that started with G. And I'm like, you know, is this in the episode? I was like, is this like, you know, like the Star Wars equivalent of something really bad like the N word? It just happens to be G. And you called it quick. <laughs> well, I'm sort of right, aren't I? It wasn't like... actually called quick. <laughs> Grig is my friend. I work with Grigger. It's a New Zealand name. It's like Greg, but they say it like Grig, and then you say oh, okay. Grigger. So it's slightly less racist now. No, that's what I'm trying to say. You ask any New Zealander to say the word Greg, and they're going to say Grig. It's like how you say Craig, you say Craig. It's like it's Craig. Wait, how do you say it? Craig. There's an I in there. Craig. 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 Gregor, Gregor. Um, it's like in New Zealand, it. they call him Obi Wan. <laughs> That's Obi Wan, Obi Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> you you Gregor. Kenobi, hello. I'm from New Zealand. You know, a bunch of Gregors. Both better um, national anthems than our actual national anthem, by the way. <laughs> what is that? Can you sing a little bit of the Australian national anthem? I don't even know if I'm aware of it. I'm sure I've heard it in the Olympics. But... Oh, let us rejoice. Yeah, that's all you need to know. It's a shit national anthem. That totally sounds like you just made it up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> Believe me, I wish I did. We have a terrible national anthem. <laughs> What's the national anthem of Mustafar? It's a volcanic planet. <laughs> That's what it sounded like you were doing there. 
Tasha Wayne's national anthem is, I'll say, can you see sand everywhere and it's irritating. It's coarse and rough. <laughs> Naboo, a great place to hold someone by the lake. <laughs> Kashyyyk. <laughs> Sing it, big boy. <laughs> Jakku. Oh, Jakku. The home of Ray. Casino Planet. Casino Planet. <laughs> Coruscant. Coruscant. <laughs> I think you just did the Australian national anthem, just replacing Australia with God Coruscant. save our gracious Coruscant. It's really the whole planet's like a big city. And oh, look, they're waiting for us to meet us on the thing. Utapau. Oh, Utapau, we stand on guard for thee. <laughs> the moon of Endor. Bears are everywhere. No shit, they're actually not. They're Ewoks and they are going to sell toys. <laughs> yup, nub. I don't know. That's the Ewok. Yup, nub. <laughs> yup, nub. Jedi rocks. Please stand for the national anthem. That's why they include it. Jabba's a very passionate man about his home planet. I want to see Bip Fortuna with his hand on his heart. The Rancor standing at attention. No, the, the national anthem for Tatooine is We are really happy to be on Tatooine It is really great to see us in the canteen <laughs> They love the national anthem so much that it's played in bars in like Mos Eisley <laughs> I don't like you, but I do like our national anthem And now we know that Mon Calamari is <laughs> she wants to go in the back entrance. It's always good to go in the back entrance every now ben. and then. What? Like, <laughs> I love that before I even said the dirty bit, you straight away applied. And then you said it anyway. <laughs> no one knows me too well. I just even say the words back entrance and straight away, Ben. <laughs> I didn't even say it yet. <laughs> it's like the constant. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it about Kate. I was going to imply something else. All right. We all know that Evangeline Lilly is not a person to make jokes about like that. You know, she was naked in oh. season three and she didn't like it. So stop making rude jokes about her. Uh, when it comes to Sawyer, it's fine. He likes it in the back entrance. <laughs> so that's fine. Oh. You're allowed to imply stuff about men nowadays, just not women. All right. Anyway. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Digging yourself a hole, man. You should have stopped it earlier. <laughs> There's a moment and you just went too far. You should know this by now. You've hosted a few of these in the past. Um, season four. <laughs> season four, Ben. <laughs> episode like 700 of the Oz Network, not episode one. You also hosted a few Survivor Oz episodes. You never got into trouble on those ones. Um, Don't talk about them. <laughs> what's Survivor Oz? Um, 
What's happening in this show? Right, so uh, they want to go in the back entrance. <laughs> God, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> they want to go in an, al- an alternative way of entering the building. <laughs> Bad. Stop making you like alternative ways of entering buildings. That's like double entendre. They want to enter in the different door. Ben. <laughs> I can't get through this. Kate is at court. Ben. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kate is in the car. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, it's not even funny. Uh, <laughs> um, do you want to host? Um, <laughs> Kate would like to go. Go where? <laughs> to church to absolve her sins. Um. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> The man with a lawyer think? degree wishes to escort <laughs> the criminal into a building of the of the entrance through the back <laughs> with lots of lubricant. It's not funny. This is why the lost fans on Twitter doesn't retweet us. We can't even simply talk about a character. <laughs> Going into the courtroom, is that what they're calling it these days? (laughs) Can we start on the island? Um, (laughs) Kate puts on her sunglasses. (laughs) 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 (sighs) You need to read another poll from the Lost fans to... It's, it's probably like, which entrance do you like to go? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just going to read this verbatim, word for word, and then we're just going to move on. Flash forward. Kate and her lawyer arrive at a courthouse. <laughs> Katie's hesitant about entering. <laughs> <laughs> And ask if there is a back entrance. (laughs) She's hesitant. Mildly flirting, it seems. Her lawyer tells her that she will go in the front door. (laughs) She doesn't get a choice. With her head held high, Kate then... (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Kate then puts on sunglasses. They enter. <laughs> <laughs> At least she's cool with it. She, she using protection. They enter through a throng of reporters and protesters, with Kate's lawyers refusing to give any comments. Yes. Good. We're in the building. Oh my god, that was hard. <laughs> we got through the door. <laughs> you mentioned her before. I don't know what the erection's going to be for this one. Anita. 
<laughs> Anita, I give her a big kiss. I love Anita. <laughs> I really do. She's we we um you know we we've had good chats outside of Survivor as well, and she doesn't you know I talk a lot of shit about everyone, and she yeah. doesn't hold any she doesn't hold any grudges. Well, she she knows I'm just messing around. Turns it into a positive somehow. Every time. <laughs> Every time. It's like, it's like, you know, when you catch up with one of those people who have just finished walking out of a Tony Robbins seminar, and, like, and you're like, hey, man, how you going? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> oh, jeez. What happens if one of those really positive people actually goes to a Tony Robbins seminar? Like, do they just explode from positivity? <laughs> yeah, I'm just spontaneous combustion right then and there. Just, ah! I'm too positive! <laughs> Boom. Wow. There's a challenge for somebody out there. Uh, send Anita to a Tony Robbins seminar. Somebody, do it. Uh, <laughs> Mate, she, she try and sell him some yogurt and take the, take the mic off him. No. That's done. Claire. <laughs> what do you mean I can have sex with a woman? She wishes. Does she work at Fish and Fry? I, f- I feel like Shannon would do it to impress an older oh, guy. I think that thought should be thought about a little bit longer now. <laughs> I, I do want to see the, the the flashback where Claire Claire hooks up with Sharon from F- Fish and Fry. <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> G'day, you're speaking with Shazza. Welcome to Fish and Fry. Can I take That's your when order? you know they were... Running out of flashback ideas when they do the buy Claire episode. I really... Oh, Thomas wouldn't approve. I really, really wish that they had a god absolute full Australian. Instead of getting, like, 90% American (laughs) actors to put on a British accent. Like, have Shazza from, like, like full... Uh, We were just going on a holiday (laughs) over to Hollywood. (laughs) Uh, Our plane crashed. Bloody hell, how'd you get the tickets to go over there? What are you, some bloody rich sheiler or something? Centrelink. You won that on the pokies, did you? Centrelink pains and bloody good dosh there on you start, are they fucking oath? <laughs> oh, shut up. The, the Australian lost. Did you give us... Oh, I work at Fish and Fry too. Australian lost. We're fucking got to go back, Kate. Fucking Ma, hurry up. Fucking get in the Come on, we're going back. <laughs> get in, we're going back. Fucking don't tell me what to do, cunt. <laughs> don't you tell me what I can't do. <laughs> you fucking mind, uh, yeah, come here, mind. <laughs> Australian law, <laughs> the remake. I fucking love you, Penny. You fucking Sheila bitch, fucking get uh, over. Come, come, come here, Penny, give me a bash. I love you. What's some fucking winning blues or something, love? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Echo, Australian Mr. Good day. Gonna be on the church. (laughs) Not fucking Penny's boat. (laughs) It's fucking not Penny's boat. I tell you, if we if we are not going to live together, <laughs> then we're going to fucking die alone. I tell you. <laughs> Guys, where the fuck are we? 
<laughs> I've never seen so fucking. I don't know what the French like. The French, the French fucking fucking frogs. What the fuck are they doing? Stop the boat. <laughs> Stop the freighter. Bloody Howard. <laughs> Aren't you Grand Bowler? <laughs> Hey, fucking right, it's Grand Bowler! Bloody ice, mate, whatever happened to that mole show? Bloody hell, you were great in that. Jesus Christ. And you were on the fucking amazing race too, fucking, yeah, you're team number one. Oh, bloody oath. <laughs> the Australian lost. I mean, they're rebooting everything else. <laughs> oh, God. What about New Zealand, Lono? Let's just start that one. Yeah. Love to give the die alone. Brew. Look to get lost needed in New Zealand. Everyone's just <laughs> well, Grand Bowler sort of New Zealand. <laughs> I've never understood why people had pet rats. Hey, she was cute. Like, you know, I can't think of anything worse. Anything worse? You can't think of anything worse than having a pet rat. So murder's fine, rapes okay, but having a pet rat, no. No, I crossed the line. It just seems awful. <laughs> They're little squeamish, like, clawy, horrible-looking bastards. <laughs> I can just see you walking down the street. Someone's been, like, mugged and bashed. And someone's like, oh, my God, no, stop. It's like, no, God, it's fine. It's not a rat. It's not a pet rat. When I was in Vietnam, I was eating some food and... <laughs> In, in a market, and a rat came running through and touched me on the foot while I was <laughs> eating my meal. And it was very distressing. It's just a rat. Rats aren't that bad. So I kicked it. No. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> no one admits animal abuse. <laughs> well, you've seen me play Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Just we, no, we won't get into that. <laughs> no, I will right now. You brought it up. No one just walks around and sees like cats and dogs and kicks them <laughs> and then just chases them. Why are you so mean to animals? What animals do you like? Dog. <laughs> you say that. Dog. <laughs> and recently I've been having a thing about armadillo. <laughs> Those pillows. <laughs> because they've got they roll and they've got shells and they're cool. Armadillos are uglier than rats. <laughs> but they can do cool things. So can rats? They go through mazes. Didn't you watch Lost? <laughs> A dog and armadillo. <laughs> what about cats? No, no, no. You heard the cats <laughs> outside of my building. <laughs> I remember that. What if they were rats? Uh-oh. <laughs> I have seen a rat here once. But... So if you had a rat right now come into your apartment, what would you do? Uh, Kick it? The problem is rats are so quick, so <laughs> I would try. So you so you, you don't mind spiders, you hate snakes. What do you hate more, rats or snakes? <laughs> snakes. So does Sue Hawk's speech, like, freak you out? <laughs> I mean, I'm not necessarily scared of the rat. I just think he's a bastard. 
rats are bastards. What if a rat saved your life? What if you were hanging on a cliff? Oh, I'd like to see it. What if a, you were hanging off a cliff about to die, and then a rat underneath you, like, and, like, chewed a, a, a ledge for you to stand on and Piss saved off. your life? Shoo, rat. <laughs> Do you not thank the rat? Like, thanks, rat. And then just, like... Shoo. Did you used to watch Bananas in the in Pajamas and hate Rat and that? Like, were you just like, oh, stupid Rat and that? Armadillo would save my life. <laughs> what? <laughs> they can float on water. So can rats? Uh, <laughs> are you going to go to Mexico and just get yourself a pet armadillo? <laughs> I want armadillo, but... You know, I'm not going to say I'm glad that your rat died. No. <laughs> you are implying that. Allegedly. If you had to come over to my house, I'd have been like, no, and me, Padme. <laughs> you would have just kicked it. Me, Padme, Natalie Portman, tied up. <laughs> hey, how do you know about that? Shut up. Um, <laughs> what, do, what do you like more, rats or Natalie Portman? Natalie Portman? <laughs> Is that even a question? Like, I, I had a pet rat. I don't dislike rats, but not in my top ten favourite animals. Rats or Mallory? <laughs> rats. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> not in your top ten. No. You love rats. I do love rats, but not in my top ten. Like, maybe in my top, I don't know, 80? Well, did they do a list, like... <laughs> Um, Who's they? Well, the guy that ranked I do. <laughs> oh, yeah, top ten animals. What are your top ten animals, Noah? Armadillo, dog. Oh, dog. Armadillo, dolphin. <laughs> dolphin. Um, dingo. <laughs> Panda. Pandas are overrated. They're so, I don't get the deal with pandas. Gorilla. <laughs> Gorilla. Uh, swordfish. <laughs> we started Survivor Oz eight years ago. You and I probably would have met eight years ago. And uh, here I am taking your call. <laughs> oh, look at this! You're my constant, Noah. Uh, this episode That's should crazy. be retitled "The Reluctant Constant." <laughs> Is that really? We've known each other for eight years. Eight Why years. are you still oh, talking God. to me? Like, what yeah, is wrong know, with I'm, you? <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> like, now, now that you've said it's been eight years, I'm I'm seriously starting to have some sort of life crisis. You you have something wrong with you. Like no one t- talks to me for eight years. I know. I uh, I wish you'd never said how long. It was. <laughs> I was with Louise for eight years. That ended. So you and I are going to end very soon. Good news. The eight year curse of Ben. <laughs> well, we're going to get through these episodes first. Yeah, true. Well, you know, I could always replace you. God, eight, eight Do years. Louise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> happens. Ooh, and Padme. You're true. Well, actually, that's not true. I never got another rat, so <laughs> Padme's irreplaceable. Well, um, as she is in the friend. Star Wars universe, everyone. As she is in the Star Wars universe. God, eight years. Oh. Fucking hell, Noah. <laughs> Seriously, having you... a. What were you like? Sixteen? No, eighteen. Were you even eight? You weren't even eighteen when I knew you. Yeah, what were you doing talking to minors? 
You you were you were sixteen. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> ben Waterworth talking sixteen year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> the rumors are true. What was I doing? What uh, were you doing? I don't know. I was 16. Ben! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, world. You, you, you influenced me negatively through your... How old were you? Uh, 24? 24. I'm 24 now. Imagine me messaging 16-year-olds. On... Can I just point out, I want everybody to find a picture of Noah eight years ago and look at a picture of him now. I've made Noah sick. Like, he's lost all this weight from stressing him out, from having to do all this work for me. Uh, one more year and I'm gone. <laughs> Skeleton. No one gets to nine years with Ben. Like you realise that we've known each other for <laughs> the entire decade. Oh, look at that! Oh, oh my best. god, it's like almost the entire millennium. Oh. I, you, you've nearly you've known me for a quarter, oh a third of your life, Noah. <laughs> Stop! I've known you for a quarter of my life. Oh my god! What is going on here? Sixty. <laughs> Did you message me first? You messaged me first. God, I hope so. But I didn't still message you. Oh, is that 16-year-old boy <laughs> that comments on our episodes all the time? Oh. It is my new life goal to find an afternoon and spend several hours scrolling through all of our messages <laughs> to find the first ever message between you and I to see who it was that communicated first. I, I believe that it was me, but that does not exonerate you. <laughs> All right, take me away. I was talking to 16-year-olds eight years ago. <laughs> Holy crap. Strange. Uh, I'm an idiot. Um, well, so. reluctantly, you are my constant. <laughs> eight yes, years. Oh, God. Desmond basically tells Penny, I'll call you in eight years. Give me your number. I don't oh. know how... I, I don't do think love... I can keep doing the episode. <laughs> There's a lot to process fun. right now. Um, I love how kind of like he goes like, you don't even want to write it down. It's like, I've got a really good memory. Um, and then she just shoves him out the door and he's just like, oh, by the way, don't change your number. <laughs> she just she calls up the Vodafone like... next minute. I'll change my number. She's kept a house for quite a while. Well, I mean, admittedly, you buy a house, you don't sell it, like, every three years. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a big investment. (laughs) Well, I've lived in, how many, four or five houses in the last eight years. I, no, I would have, um, 2011 was one of the first time I moved out of home, too. There you go. (laughs) Moved out of home, messaged some boys. (laughs) It was a growing year, 2011. (laughs) The big moment here is just as they find an opportunity, the stormtroopers. I love they'll, they'll abandon their post again. Hey guys, fight! <laughs> yeah, I love <laughs> the way they just the sort of look at each other, kind of like gesture each other. Like, hey guys, hey. look, our boss is having a fight with some old guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it would be great if they're like, "Go, Vader, go, And then, like, when he kills Obi Wan, they're like, "Oh damn, boss, you the man!" Yeah. 
Young dumb man. Vader, 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 Vader. I just want to kick him in the balls, Vader. <laughs> Vader like looks over at the stormtroopers, does his little fist bump, does his little dab, uh, <laughs> flosses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, boys. Woo! Drink to me tonight. That's the number one hit in the galaxy right now. That's like you know. Now, boys. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Meanwhile, meaningless stormtrooper conversation is uh, stopped when they pull over. And it's just like, what's going on? Man, we're picking up another tr- uh, passenger. That wasn't on the list. <laughs> Frank, what's going on here? Let me call this into base. <laughs> um, and, uh... Can we just get some proper order and organization in the <laughs> Empire? The stormtroopers try their best, all right? Like, everyone goes on about them not shooting bad. Like, all they do is what they've got given. They're just not trained that well. Like, maybe we need to put yeah. that on the empire, the Emperor. Like, come on. Uh, you know? Um, they need better benefits. Like, they'd be more committed to their job and aiming properly if you gave them <laughs> dental. <laughs> all they want is dental, people. All they want. <laughs> Hashtag justice for stormtroopers. Hashtag give them dental. <laughs> Give troopers dental. Give troopers dental. All right. I want. I want to see one of those like um, health ad campaigns. Following is a paid message by the Empire. Hi, I'm John, the stormtrooper. We work hard, long hours, but defending the Empire. All we need is dental. People say we're bad shots, but we'd be fixed if we didn't have this constant pain in our teeth. How can I be expected to kill rebels when I'm in desperate need of a root canal? They put the blame on us for getting the Death Stars. Uh, plan stolen but hey let's be honest those guys who didn't shoot that ship as it flew out thinking that there were no life forms on board they could have shot it didn't they but why do we get the blame if only we had dental we're (laughs) we're not clones anymore (laughs) we all have different mouths different jaws different dental emergencies stop treating us like clones hashtag stop treating us like clones Think back to the capture, well, the attempted capture of Luke Skywalker and the plants when we killed Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. We were applauded for our skills and our markmanship. Only Imperial Stormtroopers could be that precise. That's what they said. (laughs) And that's because that day, Larry and Sean had been to the dentist. (laughs) Imagine if we had all gone to the dentist. The Empire would have won. This is Reggie. He hits his head on things when walking in rooms because he has wisdom teeth in bad need of removal. I'm really sore in my mouth because of the wisdom teeth. If I could have... Oh! oh! <laughs> Reggie. Oh, classic Reggie. <laughs> Painkillers aren't enough. Wisdom teeth removal for Reggie. If you don't fix this soon, our stormtroopers will be defecting and joining the resistance in the future. They'll meet up with people called Poe and Ray. This will happen if you don't fix that dental right now. (laughs) They might even get gold armor and be completely useless. Who knows? Hurry up and get dental. (laughs) Gold teeth over gold armor. (laughs) (laughs) Troopers We hope you're listening to this, the Emperor. And then all of a sudden, halfway through the messages, we want to... <laughs> That's getting choked. This beep, this transition was cut off. <laughs> Hello, I'm General Leia Organa. Are you tired of having no dental in the Empire? Then join the resistance. <laughs> we promise dental to all our fighters. <laughs> and if you Skywalker. act now... <laughs> I was going to go and get some power converters. Shut up, Luke. 
Tell us about your dental. <laughs> if you act now, we will throw in this free set of power converters. <laughs> you won't have to go to Toshi Sen- Station with our dental plans. <laughs> dental plan! <laughs> troopers need braces! Dental plan! Troopers need braces! Dental, dental, dental plan is what you get at the Empire. No, it's not. It's over at the Rebels. Join us now. <laughs> And finally, a word from our main sponsor, Jar Jar Binks. Misa got dental! <laughs> this abscess tooth was a killing me! <laughs> but then I said join the rebellion, where they have free dental! <laughs> People thought I was annoying, but I had tooth pain! Now, I'm respected senator! <laughs> So, uh, How can you be expected to fight for the galaxy with such bad plaque? Uh, Don't forget to floss like Chasa Pinks. (laughs) Oh, God. This episode won't take long. There's not many funny things to talk about. (laughs) We just went 25 minutes on Troopers Need Dental. (laughs) Again, these episodes would be done in an hour if we just shut up and stuck to reading what's on our... Notes and what's actually happening in the movie. I need to find out a little bit more about our big Hans and Mocha Hans, um, uh, Skip and, and Kobe. Um, how, how does this come about? T- tell our listeners a little bit about this uh, little uh, off-camera uh, pairing you guys had. Why you want me to say of that, Ben of New Zealand? <laughs> oh, everything good sure. down there? Are you goosing a, a jumping rule, a, a jumping kangaroo in your living room for for a change? Do you eat <laughs> those things or not, or just keep them as pets in your house? <laughs> calling from only halfway around the world. Sure. Calling only from the other side of Earth. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> sure. See, Ed, what happened to these? Why didn't these guys have a, a cameo all of a sudden in Third Watch? We would have watched this. <laughs> I, I tried to get them interested in doing a movie, <laughs> in doing a Hans and Mocha Hans movie. And we still want to do that, Ed. It'd be awesome. There you go. We're ready. The cooking contest, maybe the baking contest. Kobe and I gave the whole cast and crew sweatshirts that had this this emblem on them. This is how close Third Watch and Hans and Mocha were. Sure. Was the word we all said? Sure. Time to go. It wasn't. Sure. Rolling lights action. We said rolling lights. Sure. <laughs> and then the crew of Third Watch were 100% bastards. Every time Kobe sure. and I walked set, we would be like, "What's up, bastards? Come on, let's let's shoot some shit. Let's do it. Let's shoot the show. Let's shoot it. Let's go, go, go. Let's mark it. Let's make the scene. Let's shoot that shit. Make Let's sure it's gate. Make sure it's check that gate. Check that gate. Check that gate. Check that gate. Sure. Every oh, day. Man. It wow. was the engine that kept rolling when Kobe and I were there. Did this translate across to the firehouse? Like, Bill, Anthony, Michael, Yvonne, did you kind of get some of this going on on that side of the fence? <laughs> they, they had they had story. Anthony was peeping. <laughs> You were peeping. Oh, yeah, yeah my dad was peeping. <laughs> yes. yes. I think Anthony borrowed um, my thong <laughs> or something, or like short shorts for the. Oh, yeah. Shoot something? Peep, peep. You have those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. 
then we would do we would do these little like improv nights. Um, and yeah, yeah. So it was Hans and Mocha, and then Anthony was peepee, and he would come out and do his little peepee dance. <laughs> oh, if there's photos <laughs> and footage of this, like, this like needs to be shared. Super effeminate, super effeminate Latino, like in a in a in a cowboy hat and 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 uh, it's like it's like hot. He was in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> in my underwear. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was like literally raiding Ron's lingerie closet. I'm like. Hey, can I wear this? He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, Bill, you're trying to be, you know, this serious actor being a firefighter, and you're going, what are these actors doing? This isn't how it works in a firehouse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It was, I remember at some point, uh, Brooke, Brooke Kennedy um, came up to me and Skip and was like, you guys, you know, it's really, it's really too much. It's too much with the Hans and Mocha. We really need you guys to kind of dial it back. And we were like, um, no, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's no way that that can happen. It, it just can't happen, and, and, and it's not going to happen. Why? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it was just, it would have been, it would have been third watch if we hadn't had Hans and Mocha. Ralph Jenkins asked a question. Uh, he loved the random singing moments, particularly um, between Sully and Davis and Bad Bad Leroy Brown and Carlos singing the Pina Colada song and wants to know if any of you would love to give us a rendition of either of those songs. Oh, if wow. you like Pina Coladas. <laughs> in the rain. Oh, in the rain. Oh, I thought you meant. Oh. <laughs> if you might make in love at midnight. <laughs> I don't know where Anthony went, but um, he was singing it the other day in the car for the kids. So. <laughs> I know Kobe knows Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Come on, Kobe. <laughs> Baddest man in the whole damn town. <laughs> Brilliant. Better than that old King Kong. <laughs> Mina Davis. Go. <laughs> I was about to hit the harmony with you, brother. Me, okay, here we go. Better than old King Kong. Meaner than a junkyard. Meaner than a junkyard dog. I was there with it. There you go. Brilliant. Brilliant. Minus Ted has got a collaboration coming up there with Kobe Bell. It's going to be fantastic. We we want to see it happening. (laughs) Man, like, if I had to rank men with the name beginning with B... It'd be Boone and Billy, like, just like, just, you just have men.com. There's just a picture of Billy Garcia. <laughs> I'm sure you've been on men.com before. I kind of want to type uh, it in right Arturo. now. Arturo. <laughs> okay, bugger. Yeah. Let's see it. Men.com, all right? Let's go to this. Um, uh, yeah, it's a gay website. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the Rental House, featuring three shirtless men. <laughs> Gary Sweet. Uh, anatomy of a men scene. Um, <laughs> Jamie's favourite website. Matthew Camp starts in Camp Chaos. Oh, Power Yoga. Uh, Legend of Big Cock. Oh, there's a penis. Um, <laughs> it took four seasons, but finally we got into the episode where Ben scrolls through gay porn. All right, we've got latest gay porn scenes tied to you. Oh. Don't tell my dad. Flip fuck and the rental house part. <laughs> don't, tell, don't tell my dad. 
Oh, hang on, hang on. There's an even better one here. Bro, is this your dick? <laughs> He's never seen one before. Space Invaders Part 2. <laughs> I think you found uh, the Oz Network's new recap series. Bro, Putting the ass in assistant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like don't tell. Is the one thing you could say after you have a hookup? Oh, don't tell my dad. <laughs> don't tell dad. <laughs> don't tell my dad. Recap featuring Gary Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I played a dad, so I can relate to to this <laughs> role. What other James Bond one-liners could Darth Vader have done? Sorry! Sorry! (laughs) Thought I'd forgotten you, eh? (laughs) Come here, old buddy. (laughs) We're picking all the worst James Bond lines that only listeners of Double R7 would know. I don't like like cockfights. (laughs) It's not like, hello, pussy. (laughs) Just a bit of sport, (laughs) Obi-Wan. Uh, uh, that's fun to think about. I must Vader be dreaming. Your famous line, eyes and ears open out there. Was, was that your doing? Was that something you used to say when you uh, were with the NYPD? No, I wish I could claim that. I think that was Ed Bonero. Ah, right. I think that was Eddie, who, who, uh, who, as you know, was a Chicago cop, and 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 uh, and I think he came up with that. I have to ask you, actually, just on that topic of your of your line, can we get you to deliver us and our listeners and eyes and ears open out there? You want to hear it now? I do. I really do. Okay. Eyes and ears open out there. Oh, look at that. I feel like I'm about to get into a squad car and, and go out and, uh, you know, tar- walk around the, uh, the 55th and uh, help that out. I mean, let's be honest, too. The, maybe the only thing, the biggest, like, franchise ever besides Star Wars is, like, Jesus and the Bible, right? So, like, back in the day when mm. they wrote the Bible, whoever it was, I don't know. I don't understand that. Jesus wrote it. Uh, I don't know. Did Jesus write the Bible? I don't know who wrote the Bible. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Whoever wrote it, like, did they ever think that, like, 2,019 years in the future, there would be this epic Jesus franchise where everyone has the Bible in a hotel room and they go to a place on a Sunday and pray to the guy who, you know what I mean? Like, probably a bad comparison, but often people get them confused. The franchise of Jesus Christ. (laughs) The JCU. The JCU laid the groundwork for for Lucasfilm. Well, like, people sat around one day, like, Jesus and God and Mary Magdalene were like, let's write a book. People will love it. It's gone on to be the best selling book of all time, right? And then everyone swears by it by gospel, literally. And then they're always re-releasing the Bible, aren't they? And then there's all different versions, like there's the Mormon Bible, there's the Jehovah's Witness Bible, and then you have other religions who have their version of a Bible, like Islam and, and Buddhism. They have, like, the what, the Quran, and, and the, the Jewish people have their version. Like, they have all different... It's their spin-offs, you know? Like, it all started with the Bible. You got Jesus Strikes Back, Return of the Jesus... <laughs> The Jesus Awakens, the Last Jesus. <laughs> Actually, and by the way, I the don't Phantom, know the if, Phantom if, Jesus. 
Attack of the Jesus clones. Um, if, if like the Quran and that came before the Bible, I don't know that. So I'm sorry if it did and I'm not meaning to offend. But, um, I mean, it's a great franchise. It's done very well for Jesus. He still talks about Jesus. To this day. <laughs> Jesus Caravan of Courage. <laughs> Jesus the Holiday Special. <laughs> Jesus Wars. Uh,. <laughs> <laughs> the last JCU <laughs> The Rise of Jesus. That, that's an obvious one. <laughs> Jesus Endgame. Their next, their next t-shirt, the JCU. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just trying to put it out there, right, people? Like, you know, leave George Lucas alone. Right? <laughs> Jesus did it first, people. I mean, George Lucas and Jesus are very similar. If you if you kind of analyze their facial structures, they've got a beard, and they're men. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> oh, oh. Didn't offend anyone before. Do they go up the creature's bum? Like, is that what they do? I've always wondered this. I've always well, wondered. Where what part of this creature they enter? They enter the same way they come out, which is the mouth, don't they? But how do you not notice it's a mouth? It's got giant teeth because it's 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 open at the time. <laughs> giant teeth. Like, his bum could have uh, been opened. I don't know. Have you ever seen somebody <laughs> snore? It's <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard them. I, I don't watch them. <laughs> It's a good point. Shut Next up. Next time somebody um, snores, I want you to go up and just watch the way the lips curl over the teeth. It would be impossible <laughs> to fly into somebody's mouth while snoring. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just like enter Mallory's mouth. Uh, that sounded very wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with consent. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, that's the one clip that people hear of this episode, and we get yeah. mentooed. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've just I've always legitimately thought they go in this creature's bum hole like in this scene like I just it's just I don't, I don't know I just thought it was the bum it just sleeps uh, upside down and then just turns right side up and they come out the other side I don't know I mean Star Wars universe has a habit of having creatures in weird places like I mean we have it in the trash compactor and the death star we've got this <laughs> giant worm that what does it eat? What does it you're, drink? Like, it's an asteroid. You're talking about, like, the trend in Star Wars of giant creatures, but I don't know, and we know there's the trend of, like, dismemberment. I don't remember any other point in Star Wars with rectal penetration, Ben. <laughs> I mean, there's C-3PO and R2-D2, so... Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's... You know? They're around? Um... Yes, uh, again... Uh, we just is... say it now so we don't have to issue a formal one later. We're sorry, okay? <laughs> Typical, the Canadian has to apologise. All I really remember about David, and it was a night... Talk about karma. It was the, <laughs> it was the night that I voted off Fiona Horn, and suddenly I'm sleeping in the wet sand with friggin' Elton Flatley, the rugby player... David Oldfield, the dodgy bloody politician, and 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 
you know, bloody Justin Melvey, the fake doctor from General Hospital, <laughs> spooning them to sleep while they talk about fart jokes and sex jokes and blah, blah, blah. And I'm in the middle of them going, what is my life? <laughs> what is my life? Like, <sighs> I'm spooning scumbags. You were happy to be voted <laughs> out like two days later. You were going, oh, thank <sighs> fuck for this. I, I mean, it was the smartest thing I've ever done. Why would I? I mean, look. Had I known, you know, in non-celebrity world that could have been half a million dollars, I still think I probably would have gone, <laughs> stuff that amount. <laughs> it was horrific. It was, and I'm like kind of a little bit of a feminist. Like, it was just vile. The first lady and first man of Australian television, Rebecca Gibney and Gary Sweet. Gary Sweet is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh. <laughs> I like Gary Sweet. <laughs> Just like silence and then Gary Sweet is cool. <laughs> can you can you please, if you are on Tinder, can you just delete everything off your profile? I just have the subtitle Gary Sweet is Gary cool. Gary Sweet is cool. <laughs> you will get an Aussie girl. Who like? Oh my god, this guy's sexy. <laughs> Gary. He likes Gary Sweet just as much as me. <laughs> Rebecca, Rebecca, gimme. I want to do a spin-off podcast. Welcome to Gary Sweet is cool with Ben and Noah. <laughs> this week we discuss Gary's early Gary years. Was he cool back then? <laughs> When we finish Lost, we can do the life and times of Gary Sweet. Although by the time we finish Lost, it will be the life and death of Gary The life and death of Gary Sweet and Baker. The life and death of Gary Sweet. But I'm alive. <laughs> Gary Sweet is cool. That's, that's not a great uh, I've been trying to say that. <laughs> It's a picture. Uh, it's a picture of you holding a photo frame of Gary Sweet. He is cool. What's your favourite Gary Sweet memory, Noah? Oh, I don't really like him. Did I tell the story about when I saw him in person? What? So, okay, this is a, this is a legit true story. So, like, it was the like early nineties when Tasmania used to have like this. We had a, our statewide football league, and you'd have the Tasmanian Football Grand Final at North Hobart Oval, and you'd get like fifteen thousand people there back in the day. And I remember going with my dad, and because like the ABC broadcast the Grand Final, and of course one of their big shows at the time was Police Rescue, starring Gary Sweet. So like <laughs> the pre-match entertainment, this helicopter landed in the middle of the oval, and Gary Sweet was oh. like a guest of honor. So everyone was like, "Whoa, it's Gary Sweet!" And then the helicopter took off, and I don't know, he went into, like, a, a corporate box somewhere. But that is legitimately true. They Gary Sweet was, like, pre-match entertainment at the Tasmanian Football Grand oh. Final. How the times have changed for Gary. <laughs> like, that, like, what would that be? The AFL Grand Final, like, the other week. It would just basically be like, and here's Chris Hemsworth, everyone. Woo! Cool, let's get on with the game. <laughs> uh. Gary Sweet is cool, everyone. So... The glory is... <laughs> 
Hurley and the gang go back to the helicopter. Kate and Sawyer have a eye fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they like stare at each other, and it's like eye sex. You know, like oh, God, oh. we've come a long way from mild flirting on this podcast. <laughs> they eye fuck each other. Uh, <laughs> Lost video. This is what happens when when Ben's not reading off Lost video. Kate and Sawyer eye fuck. Uh, they get in the helicopter. I'm reading off Lost Wiki, uh, not Lost Wiki. <laughs> the, the adult version. Um, I do like how kind of after they eye fuck, um, it sounds like a, an Apple device. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the new Apple adult product. <laughs> this, this is the new eye fuck. Uh, <laughs> 2.0. Now with Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> Bluetooth. <laughs> and, a, and a rear camera. <laughs> oh, Ben! Literally. Oh, Steve Jobs would be proud. Um, Steve Jobs. <laughs> ben! I don't even know where that came from. I'm just literally <laughs> like... <laughs> Steve Blowjobs out of this. What are the jobs? <laughs> Anus. <laughs> Hard working. <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> Engineer. <laughs> oh, God. Bill, Bill Backgate. <laughs> Elon Fuck. Um... <laughs> oh, my God. Let's edit this part of the podcast. No, no, let's not. Um... <laughs> made the best of calm down yeah like for me back on doing like survivor recaps with a new format i've got like an ensemble of people now instead of just brian um but we're still called two boys talk survivor which makes no sense at all <laughs> it's okay trinity changed her name this season so you guys can change your name this season too yeah yeah we're kind of just going with the the ironic two boys talk survivor but no longer two, no longer just boys. But we're still talking some <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two boys talk survivor. Not two, and not boys, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know, we'll start talking about RuPaul's Drag Race, and it won't even be about Survivor anymore. But we'll still keep the original name. Just for... <laughs> Brilliant. Uh... Luke, I hear that great jump from, you know, the, the one... Uh, ship to jab a sail barge and he's climbing up and that guy opens the door and Luke just opens it and dumps him over the edge. Uh, Lando's falling in as the sail barge is slowly sinking into the pit. Uh, Leia's knocking all the lights out and closing the shutters. Everybody's in panic in there. You got more of it. Oh! Ah! <laughs> and, R- and 3 people. Oh! <laughs> and R2. <laughs> and Leia. Ugh! Ugh! 
and lots of great sound effects. Wow, <laughs> so it's like I'm watching the movie. It's like you're there. Whoa, Lando later on when the tentacle comes up. Whoa. This is this is like for your eyes just... only with the horses all over again. Like it's <laughs> we just sound effect the rest of the movie. <laughs> And then the the solo. Yeah. You're creepio telling the story like Darth Vader. <laughs> story time with Colin. <laughs> I really am jealous of your children. They get some great stories, don't they? Yippee! Yippee! The sand was coarse and rough and it got everywhere. It's so much more believable and appropriate and even, you know, better for the story if the little girl here, the only one of these kids who's not obnoxious and annoying, was the one who was like, oh, Halloween, Halloween. This little girl couldn't care less. So why is the oldest kid the one fascinated with it? Because child acting. Like, That's just going to be our answer. Anytime there's a kid in the movie from this moment forward, if you've got no explanation for a plot hole, whatever, because child acting. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a logical reason. Like, the, you can't put all of your movie on a like a child that's like, I don't know, how old is this girl? Eight, six? What the, like, that's never happened can't... before? Like, the Santa Claus? Like, every other kid's movie ever made? Like, Mary Poppins? <laughs> You're saying that, like, there's never been a movie where the entire children's movie hinges on the star being a child. Yeah, but I think that they wanted someone with more weight for something like Halloween Town, which is a little bit more like... <laughs> especially with the stuff that we saw, like, it's a little heavier. I don't think that, like, action-y based. I don't know. If, I don't know. I, I'm just you, trying to think of the... You think this girl is has the weight for this? <laughs> Let's just go through the filmography here of Kimberly Jean Brown, the star of Halloween Town. She is famous for... What is it with Halloween movies in you? (laughs) She is famous for Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, Halloween Town High, and not even the fourth movie. (laughs) They recast her for the fourth movie. She had the weight to carry this franchise three quarters of the way through. Oh, Rossi's taking a vow of silence. I don't get you in Halloween movies. You don't like Hocus Pocus. You don't like this. You don't like the craft. I don't get you. Oh, the craft is so bad. I'm serious. If we ever do that, I'm going to throw up. Um, But hey, the great pumpkin Charlie Brown? Amazing. You got one. (laughs) Well, let's wait for next week. Let's see if next week I'm a little more sold (laughs) on I thought what would be good is, you know, because Jabba is quite a large hut creature thing and, you know, it's it's not appropriate for us to, to use fat jokes on things because it's, you know, it's discriminatory, but we can use it on Jabba the Hutt. So I've just got a few here that we can add in this episode. Um, <laughs> Jabba the Hutt is so fat, I took a picture of him last Christmas and it's still printing. That, that's, not, that's not a bad one. Um, Jabba is so fat that he wore a yellow raincoat and people yelled, Taxi! Um... <laughs> Jabba is so fat that when he stepped on the scale, it said to be continued. That's good. Uh, Jabba took his pants to the dry cleaners and the lady said, we don't do curtains. Um, <laughs> and uh, how do you get Jabba the Hutt to lose weight? You pay the ice cream man to keep driving. 
So um, just just a couple. We might have some more later on. This is the only time it's appropriate to make it fat is. jokes. I've been sitting on fat jokes for, you know, 800 episodes like, of the Oz Network. And here we go. We can finally use them. Just like the only time it's appropriate for somebody to molest is when it's a Twi'lek and a droid. Yes. That, that is it, people. That is it. All right. That is, that is how it works. <laughs> Um, Jabba's so fat that uh, he put on lipstick with a paint roller. Um, Jabba has so many double chins. Uh, he looks like he's staring at you out of over a pile of pancakes. Um, uh, Jabba got arrested at the airport for 10 pounds of crack. Um, <laughs> okay, this is going to make me sound like the worst father on the planet, but... Um... One of, the, one of the best things about having babies is that you can kind of make fun of them or you know, tease them and they, think they don't understand what you're saying and they'll just sort of look at you and smile and it's kind of fun. Uh, it's not like a mean person or anything, but let's be honest. Babies, they, before they start moving, they have some pretty chunky proportions. So our <laughs> twins, uh, Remy and Casey, you know, Remy was born much bigger. He kind of hogged all the food in the womb. Casey was born very, very tiny and Skeletor-like. Uh, so Remy's always sort of had like these roles and there's times where I'm changing his diapers. I'm like, Remy, this isn't natural. It's like, you got, no, you, a person shouldn't have rolls on their knees. And every time I'm feeding him milk, it's like, Remy, I got to wipe the chin, uh, the milk out of your chin fat, you know? So I'll kind of like <laughs> make fun of his weight and everything, but no joke. There are times when they're sitting in their chairs, like their little bouncy chairs and because they can't move a lot, you know, their, their, their faces just sort of scrunch up their, their bodies and they just sort of bulge out. And I've done this with all three of my kids. I'll just sit there, I'll wag their arms around, I'll go, TB Jedi, TB Jedi. <laughs> and Jamie's like, don't call our sons Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> there was, um, I remember back when I was a kid, my dad, uh, when he played hockey, field hockey, um, he, as like a gift for the team at the end of the year, he we had a family friend who was an artist. Gift. and A gift. What, what gift? Um. <laughs> And so we had a friend that was an artist and basically he's like, oh, I want you to draw a caricature of, you know, our entire team and I want you to make this person look like this and like kind of playing up to jokes of each person's personality. And there was a biggish dude on the team. So he was like, I want you to draw him like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> so, and she did that. So that was very appropriate apparently. Um, yeah, uh, thanks to everyone who laughs at fat jokes because we're hilarious. So any final thoughts on the episode this season? Um are we excited for the future? Yeah, I'm just excited moving forward. I think there's no kind of clear way that this is going to go, um, which is refreshing. I think similar to how last season, you didn't really know what was going to pan out. There were kind of these inklings of cross-tribe alliances forming, which you've seen with like Julian Rick. Um, so I feel like nothing at this point is, is set in stone, which is definitely an advantage from like, Sounded like Ghost Island where we'd only heard from like four people at this point in time and there was just these big characters and you knew that one of them was going to take it, whereas this is just, it's wide open. Um, apart from, yeah, maybe Aurora and Julia, um, I wouldn't be surprised at anybody taking um, out the title. Which is good to watch and obviously we've got all these players that could come back. You know, Reem's still got a shot to win. Um, very likely, unlikely, but um, still got a shot. <laughs> An impressive story. <laughs> The biggest underdog ever. Speaking of Reem, before we end out, um, I figured I'd let you talk about um, your legacy of last episode. We talked about Reem. Um, uh -huh. We played the very famous Australian jingle that everyone uh -huh. 
loves um, to install the ream. Yep. Um, and obviously you're doing your work to try and be a brand ambassador for them with your product um, embellishment here. But um, thank you for contributing to last podcast. And we're... No problem. I'm, I'm so glad um, that she's on the season with that name and the fact that anytime I hear her name or see that jingle or see a sign on the Wayans Uni that's advertising that company, um, I get a bit of a laugh out of it. So, yeah, install a ream. Um, she's coming back and she's going to um, slay all your faves and return <laughs> to the game and then she's going to win immunity and she's going to, like, boss her way through that fire-making challenge and then she's going to get a 13 to 0 to 0 vote win. Um, it's just going to be so impressive. Or more than 13 to 0 to 0 because there's a lot yeah. of people. Uh, hopefully we can install a ream into the future gameplay. We'll see how that goes. Maybe she'll get some more advantages in the future. But we're hoping for ream here and and the ream company in Australia. We're hoping. We're pulling out for you. I know nothing about this show. Did you Never watched an episode. Like, never seen a clip. No one I knew watched it, like. It was nothing. Did you at least know it was about Superman? I didn't know that till you just said it now. <laughs> Please tell me you're joking. Don't know anything. Wow. Uh, so this afternoon, when I guess you were starting to watch this episode, and you were messaging me, what is going on here? You legitimately were confused. I thought you were just, uh, what's with his power? And... <laughs> You're like, I'm so lost. No, I didn't know anyone had powers. Like, <laughs> you you honestly had no clue this was Superman? No. Wow, okay, so... <laughs> let's go into the history of the show here. So, um... Obviously, <laughs> Clark Kent. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Who's identified as multiple times in this episode uh, is the alter ego of Superman. <laughs> Uh, and in 2001... Well, they only said Clark, right? Well, His well yeah, but then uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, when he's getting angry, he goes, Kent, Kent. Maybe you just thought he had two names or something. Uh, the, the S... Wow, oh. this, <laughs> this is amazing. Okay, so... <laughs> um, 2001, we'll go back to the beginning. Uh, the, the two creators of the show, Goff and Miller, they had been working on an idea. They wanted to do a young Bruce Wayne TV show, which, of course, has... Only in the last couple of years been made as a TV show, Gotham. They wouldn't get the rights to that, but they were told, you know, why don't you try, you know, young Clark Kent? Because there was a Superboy comic and everything that really told about his life growing up in Smallville, Kansas. And they said, yeah, fine, we'll we'll take a crack at this. And they created the show Smallville, which for 10 years it was on the air. It was the biggest show on the WB network, later the CW. Uh, it was one of the most popular shows, really big here in Canada, especially, you know, because uh, I think we just, we didn't have obviously the WB or we do have it. We pick it up from other countries, but it was on like our major cable sci-fi network here. Uh, and it was actually on network television for a few seasons. Um, and it basically tells from Clark Kent, young Superman before he's able to fly before he knows about his history and everything all the way up until the final episode, season 10, where he becomes Superman finally. So I hope that the show makes a little bit more sense now to you. <laughs> yeah, I was just confused. I, I thought, like, I knew that there was something almost supernatural, like, in the opening intro, there was, like, mm -hmm. like a meteor or, like, sparks or something that was just like, oh, that's interesting. 
and like it did it didn't click that it was Superman <laughs> at the first like I, I was just like oh he has superpowers and then I was like oh that tracks like Jonathan Taylor Thomas he also has some sort of superpower <laughs> I was like okay there's just some like group of people that just got like infected or something like, I just didn't know what was well, what obviously it makes more sense knowing that it's like the superhero origin. You you actually picked up on a lot more of the backstory though than you did on the fact that it was even Superman because the way that Smallville starts is in the Superman comics, everything else, you know, he's from a planet called Krypton. Do you know that much about Superman? I know Krypton. Okay. Kryptonite is the weakness. Yes. And he can fly. Okay. Um so in all of Superman, he wears a cape. He, he does. Uh, in all of Superman comics, uh, movies, everything, he's from a planet Krypton. The planet's destroyed. He's the lone survivor. His parents sort of cast him away, send him to Earth. He grows up on Earth, being raised by these farmers, these humans, which are his parents, Jonathan and Martha, here in the show. Uh, this is great. We actually get to go. We picked a random episode of Smallville. And we get to talk about the entire history of Superman, um, and. Slowly throughout his teenage years, he starts to discover, you know, I have some powers here. This is unusual. Uh, in the Smallville TV show, as a way of actually giving themselves frequent villains, since the model they had from the beginning was they said no tights, no flights. They wanted to make a Superman show or a show about a young Superman where he doesn't have a costume or a cape and he can't fly yet. They're like, let's take away his most iconic ability and just have it be like a teenager going through puberty. These early seasons were really about... Imagine if Superman was getting his powers almost as part of puberty and he's confused. Oh, I don't know what to do about this. You know, there's a great episode in, um, I think it's this season where he discovers his heat vision because he's kind of getting aroused by one of his teachers. Uh, so there's awkwardness like that in there, but to get the typical villains or the villains of the week in there, they have it where when Clark Kent, baby Kal-El's ship crash lands on earth, it's in the middle of a meteor shower of all these fragments from the planet Krypton. Which means two things. One, these meteors uh, actually infect the people of Smallville. So you get all these people in town who have these weird abilities. That gives you the villains. And then you have Kryptonite, which gives Clark his weakness. So you actually picked up quite a bit of this show without knowing he was even Superman, which is quite impressive. Um, uh, what can I say? I'm so good <laughs> at taking on the details, but the, the thing right in front of my face is just... <laughs> Well, we, we have to talk about um, uh, some of the things that were right in front of your face throughout this episode. Before we even get into that, um, did they mention Lex Luthor at all in this? Is that name ringing a bell? It does. Um, <laughs> n- not until you said, like, does it ring a bell? Did I finally, like, really... Oh, oh wow, bald like guy, that. Lex Luthor, that's it. <laughs> I, I, like, know nothing about, like, the... like superhero like i don't follow superhero mm. stuff so like i like outside of knowing like oh that's like a name affiliated with like the superhero universe like i don't know any details but now that you said it i'm like oh wow like i should have picked <laughs> up on that but we this is why we do random rewatches we're doing every random rewatch blind from now on up to that advantage like even more the fact you've had a team they've competed twice before they've made it to final uh four twice like they know like the race inside out um, so putting them, I think, against these teams is a little bit unfair, but I suppose I think the Amazing Race, in a way, you'd kind of want um, one of your the racing teams to win in a way, uh, which I think is probably um, inherent in the fact that there's five, sorry, five, four, 
<laughs> do the math. Do the math. <laughs> no, it's five. Sorry, I just don't know who Becker and Floyd are because I haven't watched their season. She's every. She's just gonna be. I can just see her like rolling her eyes, and every time he says something or like gets near her, she'll just be like annoyed at him for like everything. Yeah, I feel like there's such like a one person team. You have these partnerships where one person shines and the other person is just there for the sake of it, and this is that, and I don't want it to be, but I can just kind of already tell that that's what it's going to be like. It's going to be like, Laura will be doing a challenge, and we'll just get Rupert's commentary <laughs> of Laura doing the challenge, and we'll actually show her doing anything. Um, so, I mean, in some ways, talking about it, I kind of talked myself into, maybe it's not such a terrible idea to have them on, because it would just be like a train wreck and funny to watch. But at this point, it's like, can this be like Rupert's retirement from reality TV? <laughs> like, <laughs> like four times on Survivor, one time on The Amazing Race. Who knows how many times on other random spin-off shows that are just grabbing like any like ex reality TV stars they can. Like, his whole year is probably like tied up with engagements to do with being like ex Survivor celebrity. I'm, they're not going to do well, surely. I just can't see it. Like, this is the team of all of them uh, that I look at. I'm like, yeah, early boot. <laughs> um, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm more so excited for other people's reactions towards them and seeing Rupert back and him just, like, hamming it up constantly. Like, like you don't want them to be around for long because it's going to get really old really soon. That is the funniest thing, though, you mentioned about, like, Corinne and Eliza being there with <laughs> Rupert. Like, I am so ready for that now. I was originally down about seeing Rupert again, but now that you said that, like, Eliza and Corinne are going to be there reacting to Rupert in real time, I'm so ready. Like, I kind of want, like, them to do an intersection, and Rupert and Lauren get stuck with Corinne and Eliza. Oh, please. <laughs> They're going to be like, this pirate idiot. Because <laughs> oh. in his picture, he's wearing tie-dye. Like, and is that their hashtag as well, probably? What tie dye? Like, I feel like they haven't released them yet, but surely like team tie dye is is oh, what they can yeah. be. Team tie dye. Oh. Or just, or just hashtag team Rupert. <laughs> team Rupert. No, that was no, that wasn't the selfie season. The selfie season was the blind date season. Oh, okay. Well, like selfies should have been the social media. Social media is that the one where they left from home? Yeah, they got in the inverted commas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the call they got, like, at a text home. message or something. <laughs> they had a Skype call at their apartments, and they had to run and pack and get to the amazing. Oh, uh, they should have done that for this season. Had like the surviving contestants on like the island, pretending they were on the actual show, <laughs> and this message in a bottle comes to shore. <laughs> and what about the big brother? Who gets on his pirate ship and sails off to start at the the, the, the uh, starting line? And all the Big Brother contestants have to all pile out of the house at the same time. They're running out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Missed opportunity. Oh, who knows? We well, haven't. We don't seen... know yet. It could still happen. Yeah, uh, we're hopeful. We knew before we before we uh, the season started. Uh, we knew that it was going to be Canada only because it was publicized in the newspapers beforehand that it was going to be only in Canada. Um, and we thought of that as an advantage for us because Canadians know who we are. So it's like, well, you know, we might get it, be able to get help, yeah. you know. Um, and so that's where – and we did actually. We got, we got help on the uh, – because they give you a, an allotted certain amount of money each leg of the race. 
Um, but we were, it was on leg, uh, on leg five. Um, we're going from Vancouver to, we went from Whitehorse to Vancouver, Vancouver to Calgary, and then Calgary to Edmonton, Edmonton to Regina. That's how we had to get to Regina on the fifth leg. But on our Cal- Vancouver Calgary portion, a guy in the plane says to me as I'm walking by him, he's already seated. He says, do you need money? And I said, yes, yes. So we get off the plane and the guy guy gives us like uh, $300. Him and his buddy give us like over $300. I took a, a, a um, Canada Goose jacket that we got on, on leg uh, four. It's a $1,000 jacket uh, that they gave us. And I just gave him the jacket. <laughs> and I said, thank you very much, sir. <laughs> it's a... That was very, very nice of you. So, um, and it was interesting because, uh, as I said, I fly a lot and I was, and I know the timing of when they're, when they're filming in terms of the the time of year and so forth. So I, uh, I was, I was in the airport and Joanne was in Calgary, uh, go, and then she was going to meet me in Vancouver and I was flying it because we're doing a speaking engagement in Vancouver and we go out a day or two ahead of time because, we um, we always do the uh, gross grind, uh, the gross mountain uh, run up the gro- up ground, gross mountain. So we get out there a day and we we go ahead and do that. So I'm I'm flying out, and Joanne's flying from Calgary. So I'm by myself flying, and I'm at Pearson Airport in Toronto, and uh, I run into uh, I see a cameraman and two and uh, sound guy, and I see two guys walking with them, and I go. I look at them, and they look at me, and I know the cameraman. And he, he, look, he looks at me, and he, and he starts laughing. And I go, and I come over to the two guys, and I said, ah, so uh, how are you guys doing? And they look at me, like, stunned. Like, they know who I am, but they, they look at me like, oh, we're not allowed to say anything. Like, we can't say we're on the – I said, uh, you guys racing? Or just walking through uh, the airport with two with a camera guy, uh, you know, so you don't have to do selfies. And they start laughing, and I said, "Yeah, I, you know." So they all knew. I knew exactly what mm-hmm. you know. The jigs up, right? <laughs> so, so I said to him, "I took out uh, this." They were the winners of uh, Paul, um, winners of season oh, four. Sam and Paul. Sam and Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, said, "Listen, uh, I, I don't have much. I don't carry much cash, <laughs> but I got a lucky twenty. <clears throat> here's uh, here's my lucky twenty. And, uh, and and they end up winning. Uh, that I saw them. I think it was uh, there was like three legs to go. There was they were just coming back from international, and uh, but they were the only team that I had seen in the airport uh, uh, there. Colin has Rupert and Laura coming in sixth, and that's definitely going to happen. Fingers <laughs> crossed. I'll cast a quiz. <laughs> they're no- extinction. <laughs> Rupert and Laura are going to win. They've been racing around other countries in the meantime. (laughs) Here they are back again. Yeah, they have one challenge to get back in. Rides back in on an elephant. (laughs) Bye-bye. Yeah, they have to complete the challenge that they messed up most on their elimination leg. So we're going to see Art or JJ climbing the Mount Fuji again. Rupert coming in on an elephant. And and, uh, Janelle looking for a Rolex. And a whole bunch of other tasks. Falling into holes and doing this and that. I'm but not it is... athletic. <laughs> there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, we made it to 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How is that possible? Like, yeah. I still can't believe we were on 10 out of 11 episodes. Like, mm-hmm. how did how did we do that? 
I don't know, but like I you did more episodes like of Taste of the Race than you did of the Amazing Race, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You made yeah, it to we the survived end. eleven so episodes of Taste oh of the God, Race. I love Taste of the Race. That was like, like it was my dream to go to be on a cooking show, and it was my brother's dream to be on Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. So we helped each other fulfill mm-hmm. each other's dreams. Mm-hmm. Like I was so like I was so happy to be on that Dempster's like Taste of the Race. Like it was my element. I was having so much fun. There, but then. Phil was beating me. I'm like, what is happening? I was freaking <laughs> out. I was stressing. And he's like, she was really stressing out. It yeah. was. Yeah. She's like, yeah. If you, I'm like, I feel like if you didn't win, you would have started crying on TV. I'm like, <laughs> like no, I needed to win. I needed to win just to save uh, face. Save face. Yeah. She, she kind of, yeah. Yeah. Halfway through, I was like, oh my gosh, where did my fun loving sister go? <laughs> like, well, I became like competitive. Let's yeah. just uh, Phil Rossi in here because again, it wasn't available oh, uh, outside of Canada. But I was kind of giving him like play by play each week, and sadly, I wasn't able to get a video to him. I'll still show it to him because I know Rossi needs oh. to see this. But uh, halfway through the season, I mean, Phil was running away with this, <laughs> like completely mm-hmm. running I know, away. He was beating me. Yeah, I, I uploaded some of the videos on my YouTube channel, Martina SEO. Oh, there you go, then, Rossi. But, you can see it. Yeah, but then it's really crappy. I don't know how to do it. So, like, what I do is I play it on my iPhone, and then I would just screen record it. Mm-hmm. So the audio is not so great because, like, I, my my apartment's right in front of a bus stop, <laughs> and the corner's like a loud traffic section. Like, I can't hear the traffic, but then, like, when I play it back, I'm like, oh, I can totally hear traffic, and then Beamer's barking in the background. So, like, but I did record some of the episodes, so you can watch it, Rossi, on my uh, YouTube channel. He's probably <laughs> watching it right now, right? I yeah. hope yeah. it up. He did pull it up. Oh, there you, you go. Pulled it up. You're so fast. <laughs> let's yeah, give yeah. let's give Rossi a minute to catch up. <laughs> let's give Rossi a minute to catch up on an episode. One thing that I came across that I thought was really interesting was that a lot of these Facebook comments. I always love to uh, <laughs> check on casual Facebook, and a lot of people like the Afghanimals, and that surprised me. I feel like usually people like the underdogs, and people don't like the like sneaky, uh, like. I don't know. They're just, they're not be, they're not playing like honest. And I feel like a lot of the, uh, like fans usually don't like that, especially the people who would comment on Facebook, but a lot of people are talking about them and a lot of people like them. And I thought that was actually cool. I don't know if they're going to be turned on at the end, but I, I kind of like that. Uh, people are actually on their side this season. Yeah. It's kind of usually the all male teams that are really jockey and mm-hmm. athletic or whatever, like the, the boo, we don't like them. Go. There is no, like, douche bro team this season, is there? They're the closest, like, maybe. Yeah, and I don't think that they really are. Like, there isn't really a, a douche bro team, because it's definitely not uh, Kristen Brett. They're, like, <laughs> not on the show. <laughs> I think maybe Rupert and Laura. <laughs> That's the douche bro team? <laughs> yeah. Laura, you're such a douche bro. Honestly, the best thing was just Rupert on this thing not doing anything. <laughs> just getting stuck and just saying, please move. And not even trying in the the language that they have. He was he wasn't using like any of the words they told him. He was just like begging God and the elephant to like move. It was so weird. Like that he just gave up on pie pie. <laughs> pie pie. Yeah. It, everyone else was at least trying it to say it or like waiting or even yelling it, and then he's just like move animal. <laughs> Like elephants are my spirit animal. Why are you listening to me? I love you, but I hate you right now. I think he also told the elephants. And there was a moment where Laura was like, "He loves elephants." 
I don't think he likes this one. Yeah. And then he's like, move! Rupert in rare form. <laughs> My name is Ben! Ben! You're pissing me off! My name is Colin. Dagobah system. <laughs> Dagobah. Yoda! And my name is Noah, and don't you read, Ben? My name's Darville, and kiss him, stupid! My name is Ben, and good, our first catch of the day. My name is Colin, and this is kind of like the circus without the tortured animals or drunken clowns that have hepatitis. My name is Noah, and uh, they're referring to us as the Oz Network, and it's not the best branding as far as I'm concerned, but it's catchy. My name is Mallory, and who puts mayo on a hot dog? My name is Ben, and... Fuck you, you little dipshit. My name is Malefic... Malefic... Colin. My name is Noam. Ben, which podcast already belongs to you? And my name is Jamie, and I wanted to tell you, Colin, that I've been in love with you for 200 years, but I didn't have the balls. My name is Ben! My name is Colin, and... And my name is Noam. So. My name is Rossi, and uh, how'd you handle? My name is Ben, and... Don't do this. Don't shut me out. Let me help you. Hold me. Like you did by the lake on Naboo. So long ago when there was nothing but our love. No politics, no plotting, no war. And my name is Chief Master Sergeant Colin Hilding. Hey, it's me. My name is Noah and I've been having regular conversations with dead people. So the last thing I need is paranoia. My name is Darville and I hate stitches. My name is Ben and I got a little dick. It's pathetic. My name is Colin. That's C-O-L. I think there's another L and I just realized I'm illiterate and have never had to spell it out before. My name is Noah and I love your season four. I've always loved you. My name is Mallory and Pika Pika. My name is Ben and there was this one customer that came to me. He wanted solid coloured drapes in a little girl's room. I said, don't do it. You need butterflies, (laughs) polka dots, balloons. My name is Colin, you mangy kashiki and moof milker. My name is Nora and I don't make it on the podcast often. So when I do, I like to indulge. My name is Jamie and Keanu Reeves is the only man celebrity that I was interested when I was a teenager. And my name is Ben and permission to speak in a gruff voice and shout out a cheesy one-liner every five seconds to think that I can act. My name is Colin and... My name is Noam. After everything I've done for you, how can you possibly not understand, Ben, that you're mine? My name is Rossi, and wake up, wake up. My name is Ben, and I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Diddly, diddly, there they are, standing in a row. Bum, bum, bum. Big ones, small ones, some as big as your head. Give them a twist, a flick of the wrist. That's what the showman said. Oi! And my name is Colin, and I don't like sand. It's cor- <laughs> Oh, wait, we're not there yet. Um... <laughs> Misa Colin, Misa no like sand, Misa coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. My name is Noah and you're not even related to him. My name is Mallory and yes I, Canada. And my name is Ben and I'm good at fixing things. Always was, but I couldn't. Why'd she have to die? Why couldn't I save her? I know I could have. Sometimes there are things no one can fix. You're not all powerful, Annie. Well, I should be. Someday I will be. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. I promise you, I will learn to stop people from dying. Anakin, it's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. He's jealous. He's holding me back. What's wrong, Eddie? I, I killed them. I killed them all. They're dead. 
Every single one of them. And not just the men, but the women. And the children too. They're like animals. And I smile at them like animals. I hate them. Uh, to be angry is to be human, Ben. <laughs> I'm a Jedi. I know I'm better than this. <laughs> odds in that like do doctors say to you like oh well gosh this is rare that you, you kind of like you have two sets of twins well i think it was from when davis got shot in the junk yes th- that that and makes so, sense so now, and, yeah so now all i all i can do is make twins <laughs> it split it split the junk in such a way that it only produce like you have double shot and then it's like boom right. awesome I'm firing yeah. like yeah. it's like a machine gun going crazy. Guess what? Right. We're having well, twins left, right, and center. <laughs> it's not so much a machine gun. It's more like, it's more like a double-barrel shotgun. It's hard to explain. <laughs> well, there we go, humanity. If, uh, you know, the zombie apocalypse happens tomorrow and we need to repopulate the earth, let's uh, just all call Kobe Bell. He's going to be producing children pretty quickly. <laughs> Get the double barrel uh, shotgun loaded, and and Bob's your uncle. Oh Done. man, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's, lock, it's locked and loaded, man. It's always ready. It's always locked ready. and loaded. Wow, uh, I never thought that's how we're going to end this interview. Um, Kobe, mate, it's it's been yeah. an absolute pleasure chatting. <laughs> Goodness me, how 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 do we go from George Clooney basketball to talking about yeah. that? Um... <laughs> but it's, uh, so yeah, George Clooney basketball. I, that, that, it's actually, I, I that's how I. Every interview I do, I start with the George Clooney uh, basketball, <laughs> and I end with my double barrel, my double barrel junk. It's just the name dropping as well. You know, it's kind of like, oh, so yeah. You, you mentioned yeah. about that one time. My thoughts on the current political crisis in America. That reminds me of the time I played basketball with George Clooney. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You gotta start. You gotta start with a strong name drop. Yep. Yeah, um, and then and then end and then end talking about your junk. That's just exactly. rule, it's rule number one. Well, it's your career. I mean, we ER started with your junk rising to the occasion, and then it's literally rising even more oh, in the future when you you know you that's just the, true. That's, look at that. It's full circle. It it's is full circle. It's all about your junk. Wow, that's, it's that simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. this week on the podcast, we're talking about Kobe Bell and his junk. Yes, breaking new ground in the uh, the world of interviews uh, and an interview that you never thought would be possible. It's it's the junk cast on the Oz Network. <laughs> I don't know. Like you, you walked out and straight away you were like, "Oh, I really want to buy a Ford." I, I definitely didn't feel that way. I said, "This is the one time in my life that I've really wanted." To- we do own a Ford. We do own a Ford. <laughs> Awkward. We love our car, little Ron. We, we used to always in our <laughs> stomach. Just in there. Hang on a minute. We have a Ford. Like, what are we going to walk out and go? Hang on a minute. We have a Ferrari. Um, I wish. Uh, that that's the smartest thing I think we've ever done ever on this show. We have a Ford. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Ending it on a good one, Jason. Oh, for God's sakes! That's stab. Kill, run over with a bus, back over the bus, and run him over again. Then take his carcass and make table lamps out of him for homeless people. 
Is that one of the answers? <laughs> Sounds like we've just turned you into um, Silence of the Lambs or something like now. <laughs> Buffalo Bill style. <laughs> That's true. I could feed them to some pigs, I guess. Once I turn his turn the skin into lampshades for the homeless. Ooh, Sasha, I hope you got a good answer out of that one. I know I did. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and also I like uh, the Emperor when he's like leave us to his um to his guards. What do you think those guards go and do at that point? Do you think they like go to the break room, take the helmet off, and it's like, Oh god, I didn't think he was gonna ask us to leave for a while. The shift's early. Oh, how you going? Yeah, good. You watched the game last night? Yeah, yeah, no, I did. <laughs> oh, I've got a text from someone. Oh, it's from Frank on Endor. Oh, Vader's happy with me getting a promote Oh, that good for him. Yeah, he deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't happen to a better guy. <laughs> There's one guy that's been waiting for that promotion for a long time. <laughs> Frank. Good on him. Do you think we're getting dental anytime soon, George? Oh. <laughs> I heard whispers. Oh, what's this you heard about this new faction starting up? First Order? It's like a backup plan? <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's one of these ra- random whispers, you know. Yeah. Oh, I believe they're getting coffee cake in the lunchroom B712. Oh, do you want to head down there? Sure. I don't think the Emperor will need us anytime soon. Okay, let's just, let's just jump in elevator C. We'll, we'll be there in 20. Uh, oh, what are those ships flying over there? They look like rebel ships. No, don't be silly. Don't be silly. <laughs> the Emperor would have foreseen it. <laughs> Oh, we think way too much about the logistics of the Empire and Star Wars. Oh, oh I better call uniform. This, this, you've got a bit of a tear on my left uh, breast here. Oh, yeah, no. The real bits to clean those ones. You better, you know, get some needle and thread into that pretty quickly. You don't want it to tear any longer. The Emperor loves his, his guards dressed well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're really right. Yeah. Yeah. How's the kids? Oh, yeah, good. Yep, yep. Little Jimmy learned to walk this way. Oh, fantastic. Good for Jimmy. Yeah. Still at it's the office of the Empire. <laughs> Still living on Mustafa? Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's, yep, it's going good for him. Yep, yeah, yeah. Doesn't quite like the heat, but, you know, better than Hoth. You know, we tried living on Hoth for six months. So the, the winters were a bitch. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> can imagine yeah yeah anyway uh- <laughs> another example of a way i think this movie could have been handled better make them oh sorry uh, i'm getting gassy talking about all this <laughs> you get some of that millennium falcon gas <laughs> yeah exactly deathly gas woo <laughs> um moment of the franchise <laughs> I, can we count how many times we have burped on the air and just been too lazy to cut it out? <laughs> don't get me started on the farts. You don't even hear those half the time. But uh... <laughs> Woo, it smells in here. Well, the last time I was at one of those types of events, I I was doing something for a local radio show, and I interviewed Christy um, from uh, Amazon, and I had a little bit to drink, and I said to her, literally said this, and and. She was at first horrified, but then and then laughed, you know, her butt off. But I literally said to her, Christy, could you say something for our deaf listeners? <laughs> wow. That, um, yeah. That's okay. how drunk I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. Literally said that. Wow. Out loud. 
in front of people. Well, I, I give you the task to top yourself for that one then somehow uh, for us for the 20th year anniversary. How do you think yes. you'll go with that? Uh- <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know, Colin, if we knew the First Order were evil. I just, I just don't know. Because, I mean, yeah, yeah, okay, they had TIE Fighters and Star Destroyers, which maybe resembled the Empire, not sure. Kylo Ren... Black helmet, speaks with a bit of a muffled voice. Don't know if that resembled anyone. But uh, let's really hit it home by making them Nazis. Just in case you didn't know, because who are the most <laughs> evil people ever? The Nazis. So let's have General Hux. As much as I'm bagging this scene out, I do actually love General Hux's speech here, just how fucking over the top he goes. Oh, yeah. But then he's just like, I will destroy the robot and Something, something dark side. Uh, (laughs) Just having an aneurysm as he's there. And then this, of course, all leads to Zig Heil from all the stormtroopers because reasons. (laughs) Why do they have to salute him like freaking Nazis? So then let's turn on Starkiller base and massive giant laser comes. Visually, it looks great. There's a big red glow. Trees on the planet are getting destroyed. For some reason, (laughs) thousands of stormtroopers can just stare there at this giant beam. Like, I get told to wear SPF 30 if I'm out in the sun for five minutes because I'm going to get cancer. (laughs) These guys are literally next to a giant freaking laser beam that's going to travel across the galaxy and blow up a planet, but they're okay. Uh, (laughs) Stormtrooper uniforms. Terrible against Ewok sticks, but great against sun protection. Um... I think Lapita Nyong'o is totally wrong for this or did a terrible job. Because I don't buy this as being a... Th- Yoda is like, ah, I am a thousand years old. And she's like, hi, I'm Lapita Nyong'o in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> That's how Lapita Nyong'o walks into every room. Hi, I'm Lapita Nyong'o. <laughs> The Academy Awards! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Napita Nawango. Hi everyone, I'm Napita Nawango, presenting your Best Actor nominees! <laughs> I nailed that Napita Nawango impression, didn't oh, I? Oh, I was there. Uh, I thought she was on the line. I, I was like, wow, Napita Nawango's on the line. I'm, I'm honoured. I pulled some Lepita strings, Wongo! people. Go. <laughs> I want you, I want you to do that now for now when you are I'm Colin Hilding and I've arrived for work <laughs> with Lapita. Just retake the beginning. Retake the beginning of this episode. Hi, my name is Colin Hilding and I'm here to podcast. <laughs> we are joined today by Lapita. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just can never see her now without thinking of her walking into her. I'm the Pinawago! <laughs> I can't wait till we get to the Moss scene. The first time I've been excited to do a Moss scene now for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> so the real introduction here is we just hear a regular voice going Han Solo I'm Lepiroko <laughs> now that you say the Han Solo which is like Han Solo it legitimately Lepiroko <laughs> <laughs> see it's 
sounding more realistic now, isn't it? <laughs> See, I told you she's brilliant in this role. Like, I'm telling you, I, this is why. Because she's like, Peter Longo! <laughs> Coming soon in 2021, the Oz Network does La Pina Longo month. <laughs> we gotta make that happen. Now. Done. Rene Russo month in 2020, followed by La Pina Longo month. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> I don't buy <laughs> Moss as an old lady. <laughs> oh. It is made up, as you said. You see some porgs flying, and oh, the porgs sitting there, and they're just the one when it's like pressing on the lights. <laughs> so good, like, like, like what this. Everybody's worried. We didn't even talk about that. Like the lead up to this movie, yeah. how much concern there was over these porgs. Oh, so oh it's just going to be the Ewoks and Judge all over again. I hate this. It's just there to sell toys. Uh, by the way, like uh, Casper, he was like a oh, I don't know. Was he about what year? Did this coming two thousand seventeen. He was like a year, year and a half by the time this movie came out. And every time we went to the store, I would press the button on that little toy pork thing, and he would freak out and then cry when we left there because he wanted it. And we got him it for Christmas, and he barely touched it. (laughs) It worked to buy the toys, not to necessarily play with the toys. But then this movie comes out, and we hate all the things we thought we'd love about the movie. We hate it. (laughs) For the porgs. The porgs. We're like, yes, more porgs. Where's the porg spinoff? Well, we like. I I was just listening in the the episode we I was talking about that spoiler free one, and I told the story about how like Noah and I, as soon as we see the movie, went to twenty four hour Kmart to go and buy us. They had like Ray Barbie and Rose figure, but no porgs. We had to wait the next day and go to like five stores before I could finally find a porg Funko Pop. Still got it. Um, but like yeah, exactly. Like porgs are the best thing about this movie. I I can't get enough of porgs, and we're living in a world right now with Baby Yoda. Like I want the baby. Yoda Pork special. Like I am I am there. Like but just I just love pork, these <laughs> Porks the holiday special. Yes. Bat Porgs, Battle of Endor or whatever the hell is. Caravan of Porgs. Porks Caravan of Courage. <laughs> Porgs. Porgs. Like come on, bring it. But like Oh, just this little scene of his... And then just, like, I just love the one pressing the lightsaber. Like, it would have been hilarious if it, like, skewered the other. (laughs) But, like, that is so goddamn cute. Like, I just... Oh, Pogs and... Pogs, Pogs, Pogs. I want Pogs. (laughs) Seriously. Pogs for... Pogs 2020. I want a Pog for president. Give me all the porgs. <laughs> more porgs, more porgs. Porgs, they're not coarse and rough and irritating, and I don't care if they get everywhere, they're porgs. <laughs> porgs, 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 I want a pork, I want a pork. Pog, 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 pog. Alright, um. We're going to go back to our national level. Porgs, porgs, pork, porgs. Pork, 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 porgs. Oh, everything is made better with pork. Like, Don Cherry says something bad, show a pork. Like, you know, Donald Trump getting a piece, show a pork. All of that. So Dan touches Kelly inappropriately, show a pork. Like, that's... 
Pogs make everything better. Between Pogs and Baby Yoda, the world is a better place, all right? Like, this this is the Ryan Johnson, the best thing he's ever done is Pogs. Simple. Um, just so goddamn good. Give me all the Pogs. We forgive you, Ryan. You we gave do. us the Pogs. You gave us the Pogs, all right? It's that simple. But here he's just, you know, moving. You see movements with him. He's talking completely normally. And then he gives this weird, really weird lie that, why can't I feel my teeth? Like, nobody feels their teeth. It's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to – hold on. Listen. Can you hear this? I don't feel a thing. That's <laughs> knocking my teeth. <laughs> right, Ryan Johnson's iconic Star Wars line. Like, you know, you think of all the iconic Star Wars lines in Star Wars, you know, Luke, you know, no, I am your father. Uh, you know, I wanted to go to Toshi Station and get some power converters. I don't like sand. It's coarse enough and irritating. It gets everywhere. I can't feel my teeth. Uh, that's a T-shirt right there. <laughs> I'm going to put that up there with the sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. That is one of the dumbest lines in this whole series. And it actually makes less sense because Anakin has a reason to hate sand. You've said, I've said it too. We have met people that legitimately have said the exact same thing about sand, not even realizing it's from Star Wars. Who can't feel their teeth? It's, it's, such, it's, <laughs> it's just, not a thing. It's a Marvel line. But the thing is, you think like with a Marvel line, like there would just be a bit of back and forth. Like you can imagine, you know, I don't know. Um, Mark Ruffalo saying this is the Hulk, and then all of a sudden, like Tony Stark, like, oh, have you ever been able to feel your teeth? Well, that's a Hulk I can feel. Like, you just feel like it's a back and forth banter, <laughs> yeah. but this it just kind of yeah. feels shoehorned in, and then it's kind of like, what? What is the point of that? Like, it's it's like, oh, I can't feel my hair. Like, I mean, like, fucking, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I have sensitive teeth. Don't get me wrong, but like that comes down to eating cold or hot thing, hot things. You know, cold or hot yeah. things. Speak English, Ben. But it's yeah, like you don't. I don't sit here. And go, oh, my third molar is feeling a bit weird <laughs> right now. I can sense it in my bone of my third molar. Oh, got a bad feeling like, about this. <laughs> there, there, we could have had a bad. I can't feel my teeth. Oh, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> is it, what's like, that, what was that song by The Weeknd? It's like, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Like, I, I can't feel my face. Yeah. Those I can't three- feel my teeth when I'm with Rose. <laughs> But I love it. But I love it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but like, let's just theorize that this stun somehow he couldn't feel his teeth. Wouldn't that imply you can't feel anything else in your mouth? Like if he was slurring his words, maybe he'd be like, I can't feel my teeth or anything in my mouth. Your teeth. Is, oh, sorry. I had that set on the tooth stun setting. <laughs> I should have done whole body. <laughs> like <laughs> a tooth stun. I want that re-edited into A New Hope. There she is, set for tooth stun. <laughs> you know why we're setting up a tooth stun? Because our stormtroopers don't have dental. Exactly. That's what tooth stun's there that's for. Why, that's why he can't feel his teeth, because they don't have dental. There we go. Well, we all, we'll learn later on from Benicio Del Toro that the same arms dealers are dealing to both the First Order and the Resistance. Oh, man, I got one of the First Order stunners. <laughs> this is for the guys without dental. <laughs> it, just, it also reminds me of the Jar Jar bit in uh, New Hope when he gets stunned on the pod race. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> come on. Yeah, but at least it's logical with him. It's like, I can't feel my tongue. And he's actually not using his tongue. <laughs> the tongue. I can't feel my teeth. <laughs> 
And if that was a Jar Jar line, imagine if Jar Jar was like, Misa can't feel my teeth. Like, it would be like, oh, yeah. fucking Jar Jar, so stupid. Because it's Finn with his line. <laughs> like, what is it? John Boyega can make any bad line funny and make it work. This is, I think, the one time where it's like, I, I, I groan every time I say, well, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't carry any humor. It's, oh. <sighs> I can't feel my teeth. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I can't feel my teeth when I'm with you. And I love it. <laughs> we got to do that. <laughs> Anyways. And she says, I saved you, you dummy, which I really like the way she played this. Again, it's not fangirling. It's not annoying. Just her that line. I saved you, you dummy. And then she says, you know, uh, that's what we're supposed to do. You and then she says, not fight what we hate, but save what we love. <laughs> That's it. Real reaction. Like, it is such so- <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. Is this the worst? Like, I'm sorry. I will listen to people talk about sand for 20 minutes. I will talk about... People who can tell Luke, is that who you can tell? I could, like, everything in Star Wars. I Teeth, not being able to feel them. This is the worst dialogue. This might be the worst scene in all of Star Wars. I'm calling it right now. I would have liked it better, because I envision this as I saved you, dummy, and then she passes out. I would have liked that as an ending. It's the whole, not fighting what we hate, but saving what we love. Like, why are they having this conversation right now? And they've known each other for less than 24 hours, and I think. The door, the door that they've tried to stop, which she's fucking cost them because she's stupid, has just blown up in the background. All their friends are about to die and she's still going in for a kiss. Now, exactly. <laughs> you're an idiot. This is why she's such a bad character. She's annoying. She's stupid. She costs them this. It's just dumb what if luke doesn't show up here then they're fucked all because of stupid rose what fantastic memories what we had in this year it is fantastic that you've been here from the very beginning and we've been able to bring you all those magnificent moments i'm still laughing i'm still crying i've got to go change my undies a little bit i probably should do that more often anyway but it doesn't end here this is only the best of 2019 we've got two more special episodes to close out the year for you we've got two parts of the best of the decade for you to come and i'm sure a lot of you probably be a little bit excited with this too because of course we started out the majority of the decade we actually weren't the oz network we were survivor oz so uh at least one part of this best of the decade is going to be made majoritally majoritally they're going to have mainly bits from survivor oz this is why we change things up because i can't generally speak well and pronounce words correctly so part one of that will have mainly best bits of survivor oz and the part two will have a lot of the best bits from the oz network including some that you've heard today you might be able to skip the end if you don't want to hear them again but uh we're, we're very happy to bring those for you to really get this time of year bit celebratory having some great drinks and some time off and just celebrating life celebrating the year and celebrating the decade and that's what we're going to do with those parts so stay tuned to our social media pages and of course stay tuned to our podcast servers if you use itunes spotify stitcher wherever you get them uh we obviously hope you enjoy them and uh, we would appreciate some feedback if you want to leave some feedback that would be great i do of course speak 
speak a little bit in the next two uh, episodes about what to look forward to in 2020, but I'll use that opportunity quickly now that we've got another big year in 2020. Plenty of movie recaps planned, TV recaps, and everything else under the sun. Uh, it's a big year, of course, for Survivor in terms of where we actually started from. So uh, straight into January, we will be doing a bit of a Survivor month, which we're very excited for, celebrating 20 years of the show and uh, plenty more things to come as well. So uh, stay tuned to that. Stay tuned to everything out there. And we know that you are going to have a grand old time of it by tuning in to the Oz Network because you love us. We love you. It's a match made in heaven, really. Let's be honest. In the meantime, thank you for tuning in to the best of the Oz Network for 2019. My name is Ben, and we will speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.